This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Friday, May 11th. This is episode 205. I am Matt Mitchell. And we got some fun stuff planned for this evening. Yeah, Dan Ellis couldn't make it tonight, though. That guy, I don't know what to tell you about him. <sighs> Fucking wish you'd shave that beard. And I'm joined in studio <laughs> by my co-hosts, uh, Ryan Duffy and uh, Dan Ellis. <laughs> Hi! Hi! <laughs> I answer the door that way all the time. I don't know. It's a failing on my part. No, I'm, I'm Dan. and. This should be a lot of fun. I want to apologize up front for my voice, and I'm sure what will be some coughing throughout the episode, because last week when I mentioned that I had allergies, I was totally fucking wrong. It was the start of a really nasty cold that I'm still trying to get rid of. Sounds like Matt's still trying to get rid of his another week later, too. Yeah, it's, I mean... The congestion stays for a while, but I yeah. feel a lot better now. Yeah, so that's why oh, we yeah. uh, we all pile into a small enclosed room every week to uh, spread <laughs> yeah. our diseases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was told that I wasn't contagious last week. Oh no, I'm sure it wasn't. You must have already had it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already, obviously I already had it. Uh, so Friday I thought it was just allergies. Saturday I thought no, I'm definitely getting sick, and I started feeling like crap. And then Sunday it just knocked me on my ass. Like I slept. So long on set on Sunday and Monday. Uh, and then Tuesday called out. I, Monday's my regular day off. I have every other Monday off. So anyway, I was off on Monday. Tuesday, I called out sick to work. Uh, Wednesday, I finally started to feel a little bit better. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't doing the slow zombie walk sickness thing anymore. I could actually move at regular speed and could think and wasn't crabby as hell. Tracy's been very patient because I get really fucking cranky when I'm sick. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so Wednesday started feeling a little bit better. Yesterday, I felt pretty good, except for being really congested. Uh, then I went and mowed the lawn, and that probably wasn't a great idea because it nah. just kicked up all the allergens and dust and shit, made me feel even worse. And then last night, I couldn't fucking sleep because I was coughing all night long. Now it's into the post-nasal drip coughing fit whenever you try to go to sleep stage so that, that sucks yeah i laid down and you know i had, i had i knew that it was setting in that i was going to have coughs because i had a little bit the night before so i took some cough medicine and nyquil went to bed and just like every minute or so had this awful tickle and scratch at the back of your throat and had to sit up and cough my guts out when sat in the bathroom in in our master bathroom mm-hmm. for I don't know, like an hour and a half, just playing games and shit on my phone because I didn't want to keep Tracy up. Oh. So I'm just sitting in there coughing, hoping that in a, in the medicine bathroom. would eventually kick in. Well, no. we've got, you know, fans <laughs> in the bedroom and everything, and yeah. then the door closed, so she couldn't really hear me in the bathroom. But yeah, I was up until almost three last night, just sitting in the bathroom, coughing and playing fucking backgammon on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then 
yeah, I feel I feel pretty good, but I've been coughing and having a runny nose and on stuffy nose. It it's it just it goes in stages like one minute my nose will be really stuffy and the next it's just a water fountain. And yeah, just coughing up. I'm a mucus machine <laughs> over the last week, man. Every morning, do you get has it been this way for you, Matt, where like <coughs> you, you do excuse that. me. Where like I'll go to bed and I'll be feeling okay or whatever, and I can breathe fine up apparently while I'm sleeping. But as soon as I wake up, it's like, oh, it's time to turn on the mucus machine. And it's just coughing up tons of shit and mm-hmm. blowing everything out of your head. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Like it just turns into cement overnight and then you wake up and it decides to liquefy a little bit and start moving around. Yeah, that's when you need a good hot shower. Yeah. Yeah, those help. You know what I miss? Or well, I don't even miss it. I wish they I because I never tried it, I wish they still made it. They used to make those little uh Vicks Vapo Rub like kind of hockey puck little things that you would put in the shower with you. Oh, oh yeah. And it would dissolve in the shower and I've never seen fill it those. with effervescent vapors. Yeah. And huh. I always wanted to try one and I I can't find them anymore. You can get little like if it probably wouldn't be in the cold or medicine section but like if you go to like the woo woo aisles and like aromatherapy you can probably get like eucalyptus or menthol bath bomb things that are like small that you could put in there that and eucalyptus does help clear up your yeah like open up your passages and stuff that's that's not like bunk science yeah i i put vicks vapor rub all over my nose (laughs) usually before i go to bed that helps Mm -hmm. keep it a little clear and and it uh, it seems to help with the coughing a little bit too but yeah i feel Pretty much okay, other than just you don't really sound congested. bad. Yeah, 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 dude. But fucking Sunday and Monday, but fucking, but fucking Sunday and Monday, I was done. Like I, I, I thought I was dying. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was for sure gonna be buried by the end of the week at the rate I was probably, deteriorating. Probably how I felt after giving myself food poisoning. Oh yeah, that's that's all fine and good now. Oh how, yeah, it was just that food poisoning last. I don't know. I was only. Like that, it's just that day for me, like where I was like, my stomach was just in knots and my Does it hit you immediately or does it take a little while to set in? Oh no, it was, well, I probably had those drinks around seven o'clock, between seven and nine o'clock. I had those three drinks Mm -hmm. and it was about three in the morning when I woke up, just not feeling right. Yeah. And I started throwing up and shit. I got to poop. (laughs) Well, it wasn't even I had had a poop. It was my head was pounding so fucking hard. Yeah. That I'm like, I just need to get in a shower right now. I need to get like hot water. I need to get something running over me because I just feel like I'm going to blow up. I got to do something because whatever I'm doing right now isn't working. My body's rebelling. Yeah. Yeah. Like even just laying there still was, I'm like, dude, this is fucking hurting. Like someone's driving a spike through my fucking head. Hey. And I felt nauseous. And then I went and took a shower and then I got out of the shower and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to puke. <laughs> That's not good, man. No. That sucks. I've not, I don't think I've ever had food poisoning. Like I've maybe gotten a little, a little nauseous or a little sick, but I don't think I've ever had like full fledged food poisoning before. But I bought more of those drink bitters. I bought a bunch of their different flavors. I You're gonna refrigerate. I made sure time? to put them in the mini fridge down <laughs> in the basement now. And uh, yeah, I made some pretty good cocktails with them. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What else have you guys been doing over the last week? Uh, I went and got my eyes. Examine today for LASIK. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm so accustomed to you wearing glasses. Yes, yeah, everyone is. I've been wearing glasses since the first grade. Yeah. 
So now you're going to look weird without them. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to take a little getting used to yeah. on both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, on uh, both sides? Well, for me, like I'm so used to wearing glasses oh, right. yeah. and having to put glasses on and always worried about wearing glasses. I'm sorry. So I totally cut you off. What? It, so you went and had your eyes Oh, yeah. I went and had them checked yeah. to see, hey, am I a, a good enough client for LASIK? Is my eyes thick enough for it and stuff and then we're like yeah you're good to go when do you want to do it <laughs> you got thick eyes yeah <laughs> <laughs> well not they're not like really really thick but they're thick enough it's just everything in your head's thickish yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's some parts that are a little hollow <laughs> but yeah so yeah i'm cool. gonna go in next thursday and get lasik awesome so yeah we we talked about a pre-show and so i knew what you were going to say yeah i, I cut you off sorry um so how what's the recovery time for that? I know my ex-wife had LASIK done on her eyes fuck, like 15, maybe 20 years well, ago. Well, this now. is like the new technique or newer technique where it's 100% laser. There's no cutting, no nothing. So everything's done with a laser. Yeah. So even like the flap removal part, yeah. they don't take a blade and cut your eye anymore. It's actually a laser that does that yeah. and lets them pull the flap back and they do it. So I said, Thursday, I can't drive, can't do any of that Thursday. Mm-hmm. Friday, I'll be just good to go. Like, I got to go back in Friday morning to do a post-op thing with them. Mm. And then they're like, hey, you're good to go. By Monday, I should have my full, complete vision back. I said, by Friday, I'll be, it'll be healing, but it'll be, I, sh- I should not have to wear glasses anymore on Friday. Oh, wow. Or Thursday right after surgery, so. Yeah, when when she had hers done, she had to, she had to put eye drops in all the time. Like, her eyes were going to be really dry. And they told her to keep her eyes closed as much as possible for for the first day or whatever to try to help well with the healing and to keep them moist and she's very klutzy and accident prone and so the day she had her eyes done we went home and she's walking around the house with her eyes closed because <laughs> <laughs> because she's trying to make her eyes heal faster and because yeah. she's walking around with her fucking eyes closed fell down the stairs and i can't remember if she just sprained or broke her ankle Falling down the stairs because she had her fucking eyes closed after eye surgery. So then she can't see anything, yeah. falls down the stairs, hurts her. And it was just like, Jesus well, Christ. Wasn't the recommendation keep your eyes closed as much as possible? Yeah. Not yeah. all not the all time. time. She's well, she's kind of a dumbass. She's not the not the brightest bulb well, in, in like, the house for sure. Like what they said, they said they, they give you Valium. Yeah. And they said that's one reason why you can't drive afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but said, hey, you know, we're going to give you some Valium, which should also help you sleep when you get home. Because when you get home, go and take a four-hour nap. Because once the stuff wears off, mm. your eyes are going to burn. Mm. So I said, it's best if you go home, you just lay down, rest with your eyes closed. Yeah. So that way uh, you can either sleep through that portion of it when the numbing stuff wears off and your eyes burn for a little bit. Mm. And then you wake up and you'll be fine. But if you sleep for that first four hours... When do you have time to uh, go downstairs with your eyes closed? Oh, I mean, when <laughs> when would you that be able is, to do that? That is a good point. Well, I may have mentioned it on the show before, but so her name is Linda and her nickname mm. is Duh because- <laughs> Instead of Lynn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like she's she's not the brightest person in the world and to her credit is- somewhat self-deprecating about it like she she doesn't mind that everybody calls her duh hmm. so yeah yeah and you sir uh yeah so one of the uh one of the boys from the baseball team that i coached with brandon 
uh, died this week. Oh man, I'm sorry. That sucks. I know. I know. Like I feel like I'm bringing death every week for the last <laughs> little while. We've well, been bringing last death week to the show and, yeah. for a for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. How old was he? Seventeen. Oh goddamn! What happened? Od. Oh, oh shit. man. Yeah. Heroin or was it opiate? Uh, I heard he took uh, six Xanax tens. Oh, so it was an intentional uh, kind of thing? They say n- no. No, because that but, I know people that'll take like 20 of those fuckers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. People that, that have been sucks, doing man. that. No, people yeah, that have it been, sucks. We had a, when I was in my EMT class, uh-huh. there was a guy that would literally, sh- was showing up to class where he would take like a whole fucking thing. Like, he's like, oh, I got so many bars of Xanax. We talked about mm-hmm. bars, like the whole strip. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I've never even seen Xanax. I think. So it's like, like, you know, when you get like the, the pills, like you get like cold medicine and you got the, the tinfoil and the plastic wrapping thing and you oh, kind yeah. of pop it through the tinfoil like side Like the Dayquil I took before we came down here. Yeah. yeah. Like they'll refer to one of those packets as a bar. Okay. So the guy was coming to class like, yeah, man, I, d- I just took like fucking eight bars. What? Meaning he took eight full packets of Xanax. That sounds just dangerous. It is, but. When those guys start doing that shit and they get addicted to it, it's like they go do more and more and more and as more they build and more up a tolerance, as they build up a tolerance yeah. and that's why when you get people, that's why some people are like, "No, Kurt Cobain, he committed suicide. Like he was such a hardcore drug addict that yeah, that amount would kill someone else, but mm-hmm. to him, that was a normal fucking dose." Yeah, mm. that's also what got phoenix river phoenix yeah he went back to a dose he was doing a year before and he had been sober for almost After a full year been clean for a while and so he went back to what he was doing previously and then it fucking killed him because uh, his body wasn't used to it mm-hmm. wow so this kid was 17 and od'd on yep prescription wow. drugs yeah hmm. i think we have a problem with that in the state i've heard about it yeah we've got a big problem with prescription drugs here uh, prescription drug abuse yeah yeah for sure and i finished forensic files Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Like, all of them, you watched all of the Forensic Files? Uh-huh. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. I think there's nine collections, and they're like 30 or 40 episodes in each one. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, what'd you learn? Yeah, so, I'm just going to blow through <laughs> these notes really quick, because um, this is a longer one than I usually have. Um, But we already know that the U.S. is like 70% Christian, and so often in the cases and family of murder victims will talk about how difficult it is to move on after such a horrible event, which totally, right? Like that's obviously, uh, yeah. yeah, no matter. I, that's fine. Not. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that yeah. stuff. It's not but, like, Hey, it's another Tuesday. Yeah. Right. But, but they almost always say something like, I know she's looking down on us and feeling proud that we solved it or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what I don't understand, we've touched on this part of, of it before is if they really believe in the heaven, then why are they so upset, right? Like, why do they yeah. why do they act as if none of the religious junk is true all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they suddenly adopt the atheist science really like, does work view. Mm-hmm. Where when, I'm never going to see them again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they and, don't celebrate that that person is now with Jesus. Yeah. They're, right, they're, they're acting yeah. like this is really the end. Yeah. You know? Um, it happens when people get sick or hurt and they go to hospitals instead of praying. It happens when they need vaccines or enjoy the convenience of cell phones. Everything, even preferring plants for the garden that have been enhanced by scientific ideas of selection to the boring varieties God made in the first place. Mm. <laughs> right? They prefer those. Yeah. Um, so if if you really, really believe that heaven is a place that your dead family member and your dead family member is there and you'll be there soon, what are you crying about? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not mis- minimizing the loss. That's real. I'm trying to minimize the religion because it's been sold as a way to deal with the death of loved ones and it's not fucking working. No. Mm-mm. Well, sometimes it's even worse because I've heard of cases where younger kids have committed suicide so they can be with one of their right. parents that have passed away. Yeah, that too. Or, or well, we talked just a few episodes ago about the little kid who's been terrified that his atheist father is burning in hell. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Who asked the pope. the pope about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this whole idea that all things are possible with God. Um, you can pray to help catch the person who killed your family member, but why not pray to have your family member brought back to life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lazarus, uh, why, that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do Christians accept that that isn't possible? You know, um, coming back from the dead is biblical. Jesus did it. Um, and he did it for some nobody loser Lazarus to show off his power. Mm-hmm. So why would you have a magic show to demonstrate your miracles if you're never going to use it to help your fans? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do they know which things to accept that God has a part in and which things he doesn't? Like if they really truly believe this stuff, they shouldn't be crying. They should be praying for them to become back to life. Um, yeah. And then I was also just thinking about like uh, why they, you know, just it's kind of along the same lines, but why don't they accept the words of Jim Jones, David Koresh, Marshall Applewhite, yeah. and Charles Manson, but they do believe Billy Graham, Jim Baker, Kenneth Copeland, and Pat Robertson. Like, what's the fucking difference? Mm-hmm. I Not don't know. Much. Like, really? Like, what, how do you, what metric do you use to say that Kenneth Copeland is okay, but Jim Jones is not? Well, I mean, we have a lot the of people of thought Jim Jones was right. A few people did, but well, a lot of people still said, and a lot of people said Manson was crazy. You know, a lot of people said David Koresh was crazy. They're cult leaders, you know, yeah. but Jesus, Muhammad, and absolutely Joseph Smith would have been the leaders. Jim Jones of their oh, yeah. time. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I kind of wish Joseph Smith would have lived longer. So he could have so Jim Jones. Yeah. That's mean. So people, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did get Jim Jones. Sort well, of. he got Jim Jones in a way, but he didn't get to do it to his people, to his followers. Right. Um, he didn't the, get to go, ah, the U S government's coming to get us out here in the West. We mm. got to fucking drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I just have one coworker thing. Oh yeah. Uh, so one thing that bothers me is the word alls. Oh yeah. Right. Like you all coming over. Alls is alls. It is. Uh, they'll say it like that usually. uh, Yeah. So I, I have somebody at work who adds more to it than that. Like she'll say, she'll say something like, like, I don't know. Like she'll ask me a question about work or whatever. And she'll be like, do I, do I need to process this? Because is alls it is, is, oh. and then explain whatever it is, is alls it is, is that's the <laughs> phrase that she says. She says it a lot. Is alls it is, is. Yeah. Do I really need to do this part? Cause, you know, cause is alls it is, is just whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's... Like what the fuck? <laughs> I noticed, I noticed, uh, when Tracy's family was in town, like, I know, I know there are parts of Utah where people use all kinds of different little Utah colloquial sayings and, and they, there's a bit of a Utah accent when you get into, you know, central and southern Utah, even northern Utah and Idaho. And it's, it's just some of the way, the way that they pronounce a lot of the words that they use drive me fucking nuts. And when they say, like, instead of saying, oh, yeah, I saw this the other day, it's, I seen this, I seen this thing. 
Have you? Yeah. I, 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 oh, I've seen just, it the other day. That's just poor education. Yeah. I mean, people, just, people do that everywhere. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a dick about it in my, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't say it usually when they're doing their, their thing, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's just, it's so grating. Like I have yeah. to, I, I can participate in a conversation for a little while and then I'm just like, oh, it's, I need to go do something else besides listen to this because if I listen anymore, I'm going to say something like I can't, I can't participate for much longer without saying something about the way you speak. <laughs> and that makes me a dick and I don't want to be a dick about it. So I'm just going to remove myself from the situation for a little while. I'm just always amazed at the different ways people swear without swearing. Oh yeah. The different <laughs> words they, they put in there. I'm like, Oh yeah. I was at a family yeah. reunion years and years ago. And one of my LDS family members, I don't even know how we were related. I think it's the only time in my life that I've seen this person probably, but they were talking about something. They were, they were incredulous about something that had happened. They were just like, oh, my wagon. <laughs> what? I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? What? Oh, your wagon? What the fuck is that? Just stupid shit that they'll say like that. Or one of my friends uh, years and years ago said, uh, what was it? Like, like, is wagon really better than like saying, oh, my word? Uh, I, 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 right. Maybe. Like, oh, my word is reasonably normal. But that's too close to the word of God. And then you got God. Is that what it is? I don't know, man. Like, I, uh, when I was little, I can remember my mom getting mad at me because I was saying, oh, my heck. Like, because that's that, too close that, to, oh, my hell. And that is yeah. a Utah thing. Well, yeah. that phrase is Utah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The one I hear a lot is feck. Feck? Feck? I, I got two guys I work with that say feck instead of fuck. Tell them, grow the feck up. <laughs> That's what, well, but it's just weird when they're talking in conversation. I'm like, oh, motherfuckers. Like, yeah, I was out there and they had me doing this fecking thing out there. And I'm like, just say fuck. No kidding. Everybody knows what no, you mean yeah. anyway. It's, it's our, not our, like the word that you're saying means something, something different. Yeah. It just sounds different. <laughs> you, you mean the same fucking thing. Aren't these grown firefighters? Uh, grown yeah. men firefighters? Grown, grown men, but there's, we have like four guys in our department who are very LDS. And, and they think that they're going to trick God, Mormon Jesus, yes. by saying feck. Instead yep. of fuck. Well, you should have heard you should have heard Mormon Jesus saying fuck all the time. <laughs> He's up there in this fucking place, and then and there's there's too many fucking kids around, so we need to get fucking or fucking get these fucking kids down to that planet there. Well, it's like on the on the new on the on the well not new it's anymore, so but the new ish or latest iteration of Battlestar Galactica. What was the word they used? Uh, uh, was it f- frack? frack, frack, yeah, frack. Every yeah. fracking time, yeah. It's like you mean and what and that so it was kind of funny because of course Battlestar Galactica has a lot to do with LDS theology. Yeah. Uh you know, they're they're going to instead of Kolob, they're looking for Cobal. Yeah. They changed a few letters around, but it's it's loosely tied around Mormon theology and that they happen to use a word that they mean the same thing as fuck, but they say frack instead. That's a perfect Utah thing. The only yeah. thing is is didn't they have like the co-ed stuff going on on that one? Or was that just the other? The co-ed thing? What? Like like where like their bathrooms and all their stuff was like co. Oh, yeah. Well, they're they're much more advanced okay. than we are today. And yeah, they had just unisex bathrooms. And everyone and was sir? Yeah. 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 They they were, there was many, 
It wasn't even. Well, I don't even know. Is, is they I don't say know. that it's into the future, or I thought it was in the future, or just like a way far away, totally disconnected from Earth kind of thing. I can't even remember. It's been a little while. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I, that the whole replacing of of curse words or cuss words or swear words or profane words with something where you mean the same thing but you're just making it sound different is fucking stupid. And it's probably not only Mormons that do it. I guarantee. Oh no, yeah, I'm sure but, there's a lot of people do. Who do it? Yeah, definitely not the people in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's 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 a very cultural thing in Utah, though. It is. Yeah. That's why I, I notice it a lot more here than any other place I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of very religious people from Texas. They will fucking cuss. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. Same with very religious people I know from Wisconsin. They have no problems fucking cussing. Yeah. Yeah, because it's stupid. It's and a word. Yeah. It's a noise that comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's a sound. Yeah. Well, and now it's and the, the intention, is, the intention of a word means way more than what the word itself does sometimes. Cause I can say like, uh, if I'm just talking like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But if I'm angry and I use the word fuck in a different way, it might be like, oh, now I am. Now he's fucking serious. Now he's serious. <laughs> like he ain't fucking joking now. Yeah. yeah. So I the mean, tone and meaning of a word. But if you go to like 1990, the year 1999 and, and use the word cuck. Yeah, they won't know what the fuck you're talking. It's about. It's not a swear. It's not like a. It's not a, like a, a swear word yet. Like it's not. It's, it's a swear word now. I mean, you know, I'm just. I'm trying to think of something that's recent enough oh. that we we've seen it be arbitrarily. You know, like <clears throat> bitch is is yeah. You know, two hundred years ago maybe they pro- that might not be considered particularly vulgar. Mm-hmm. It's just that you know, cunt. Sure, uh, but I mean, <laughs> I just we just happen idea. to be at a point in time where. You know, we can identify the words that are considered vulgar, and these are the ones we've chosen on for now, and that's the cycle we're in. And so, and so, avoiding those. But you know, like if you grew, if you died in two thousand five, and you spent your yeah. life studying birds and used the word "cuck" a bunch, now all of a sudden that's a vulgar word. You're not going to go to hell for that, like, because mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So, like, what the like? And now we're using the word "bitch." Well, a lot uh, that's vulgar. A lot of people two hundred years ago were using it in a different way. Are they all going to hell because they didn't know that that was a vulgar word? But it's stupid. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. dumb. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah, it is. and it's just a societal cultural yeah. norm yeah. that everybody has this tacit agreement. Yeah, with. but they think that these are like, that these are the concrete bad words <laughs> and then these are the okay words. And yeah, you just, what, you, you can get as close to that line as possible, but you just can't say the word. Where, like, where is the so bad stupid. word section of the Bible? Yeah. Well, yeah. Where, where is it? Where, where are these words the, defined? Defi- yeah. And, and, and also, I mean, God, it just, it drives me nuts. Cause first of all, grow the fuck up. Yeah. God, are you, you adult? Feck. Are you, grow the are, feck, yeah. yeah, grow the fuck up. Are you adults? <laughs> like I, I, I can't stand people who are, who, who are of that age group anywhere over like 18, uh, we'll say 16. I don't know that use replacement words like intentionally. It just makes me go, you know what? I don't have anything I can say to you now. Cause we're, yeah. we, you, if you can't even take responsibility for like, I mean, you're, if you're that immature about stuff, mm-hmm. oh, that pisses me off. But then the other thing is, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it made you Fuck. that mad. <laughs> well, I was, I was glad that Ryan threw a cunt in there. I'm sure your mom will be happy yes. about that. Yes. I had to make sure I got one in there. I was looking for the right opportunity. Uh-huh. I uh, hope you had a, a, a nice Mother's Day, Mrs. Duffy. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a call. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm, if I didn't, you can yell at me because I said I would now. <laughs> We're doing our annual Mother's Day brunch tomorrow. We we do 
a Mother's Day before Mother's Day because my kids spend Mother's Day with their mother on oh. Mother's Day is the day that they spend Mother's Day with oh, their mother on Mother's yeah. Day. And we, so, we, so we would get together for my mother's Mother's Day thing the day before. We go and have brunch at uh, Kenny. Hooters? No, it's one of the fancy hotels downtown. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good brunch, but yeah, I don't know. People should just grow the feck up about it. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. What I was gonna say is, <laughs> yeah, they're they're so often the uh, conservatives, politically uh. conservatives who 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 don't get offended, right? It's yeah. all the liberals that are always just, uh, they're get offended by everything, especially but, little snowflakes. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. But but don't say this word around me. Yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're fucking children. Last week when I was in the office. Uh, I can't even, I think I just said the word shit, but uh, you would think that I had spit literally shit. shit. Yeah. That, that I had just <laughs> that you sprayed shit, your shit mouth? onto the conference <laughs> table from the, you know, quick whip, whip neck or neck whipping, turn around head. They would have got whiplash. Yeah. Thank you. I'm on cold medicine, <laughs> but you would have thought that I had just like shit on the conference table from the reaction that I got from most people. and. Especially, it, so I, I'm pretty sure it was that I said shit. Like, I, oh, yeah, it was that somebody said, um, we're talking about maintaining the system and we're going to have to change the way that we're doing reports on something. We're going to have to move it to another system. And they're like, well, this may cause more work for Dan because I handle the business objects side of things and create universes and that doesn't you guys don't probably don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about create universes i do are you fucking god they've made got the beard they've actually made that joke during (laughs) meetings that me the atheist creates our universe Universe. um but yeah so they were talking about oh this may create more work for dan because we're gonna have to do this that and the other and i was like i don't give a shit like it's gonna happen one way or another we need to do this we're gonna have to do that but as soon as i said well i don't give a shit like everybody turned around like oh he said a bad word and <laughs> meeting like, over. And, and of course, Damf is in there and he's one of the people who, before we got into the meeting, he was complaining about something and whispered the word fuck under his breath to me. And I'm like, and that's another thing that bothers me too. Like why do, is, does whispering it make it better? Like, yeah, yeah. God can't hear me when I whisper the word fuck. If you're under six decibels, God can't hear it. <laughs> so he's complaining about something. He's been extra cranky lately. And he, I can't even remember what it was because I don't pay a whole lot of attention to most of the things he says, <laughs> but he, he said something and he whispered, yeah, yeah, fucking blah, blah, blah. And you know, I, I kind of gave him a, a little bit of a look like, oh, you just said the word fuck, but not because I'm personally offended by it, but just, I don't expect that to come out of yeah, his ultra conservative. He's the one He's the one that's putting putting his image out there that he doesn't do those things. Right. And then, so for me to say shit in the meeting and to see his reaction when I said shit, maybe it was because I didn't whisper it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) You weren't trying to hide it. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it was. Hi, this is Dr. Hector Garcia, author of alpha God, and you are listening to godless revolution. You are so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Where's that bracelet I got you? Oh, which bracelet? The one with the little engraving. Oh, what would Jesus do? Oh, it was a nice one. Yeah, it is nice. I just, I got dressed really fast, so I didn't remember to put it on. You know what Jesus would do? What? I think he would wear the bracelet. You think Jesus would wear a bracelet that says, what would Jesus do? 
Yeah. He would if his mother-in-law got it for him. Wouldn't it say, what would I do? And wouldn't he know? Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Hello, this is Jonathan Ariola. Just saying on the latest happy 200th birthday of the podcast. Does that, does that count? Is like each episode a year? If that's, supposed, if that's the case, you guys are ancient and old. Good. Good on you. As I say to a lot of old people I talk to and that in my line of work, which I'm not going to tell you what that is, that uh, someone's like, ah, oh, it sucks getting old. I'm like, well, if you're lucky, those are the problems you get to have. So, that being uh, said, congratulations on having problems with being old podcast. Being old and relative. It, this is not going the direction I was hoping. Anyway, good on y'all. It's nice to hear people talking on the shits and doing the stuff and having a good time and fucking damn the man and all that stuff. I don't know. Political leaning thing is not quite the direction I was going. But anyway, I'm stuck down here in the southern part of Utah and it's, it's one of those. Every time you guys talk about, you know, these nice events and things always sitting there and I'm like I'm mad to you and uh, it's envious and it's nice to see not only you know having a show but also the availability of some kind of fucking community some organization that you can involve in all of that stuff wonderful it's nice to see that it exists and it's lively and it's active and sometimes you don't see a lot of it. Or it might be some footnote, somebody else's show. But yeah, you know the way we do this. We'll be there stay every day. <laughs> I'll see you million. And then that's it. You know, it's it's more integral. Is that the right word? We're going to go with that. And we glad to hear it. Yes. No, I can see you right now. Right now where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all the same. Congratulations. You did it. What exactly? Don't know, but he did it. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, that was Mr. Jonathan Ariola. Uh, <laughs> so I want to, just because I think it's kind of fucking hilarious, I want to read the, what the Google Translate says. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Wait, says, did you guys start the show without me? Well, no, we're just, we're recording this and I'll drop it in later okay. at some yeah. point. But this, so this says... Hello, this is Jonathan Ariola. Just saying that a belated happy 200s birthday of the podcast is that the counts is like each episode a year, and that's because if that's the case, you guys and ancient and old, good, good idea. As I say to a lot of old people, I talk to you and that in my line of work, which I'm not even tell you what that is, that only God sucks getting old, and like you're lucky, Lil's a problem to get gas. <laughs> So that being said, congratulations in having problems with Beamsville podcast. You know, Holden, if this is not going the direction I was hoping, anyway, good on you. It's nice to hear people talking on the shit, and actually it it stars out curse words for some reason. I don't know why it does that. It's Google. Yeah. And doing the stuff and having a good time and fucking damn the man, all that stuff. I don't know what anything that by direction going. But anyway, I'm stuck down here in southern part of you, Todd. <laughs> you, that's Todd with a capital T. It's, it's, I don't know every time you guys talk about, you know, he's nice advancing things 
always sitting there and I'm not, and it's empty and it's nice to see not only, you know, having a show, but also the availability of some kind of fucking, some organization. If you can involved in all of that stuff, one, it's nice to see that it exists that lightly and it's active and sometimes you don't see a lot of it or it might be some foot, those somebody else you feel, but you know the way we do this or be there Saturday. I'll see you in Wyndham and then that's it. You know, it's it's more into group. So that's all right work. We're going to go with that and be glad to hear it. Yes. No, I can <laughs> see you right now. Right now you are, yeah. So all the same, congratulations you did it. What exactly you did, but he did. Have a good day. I mean, the, I like the Google Translate. <laughs> the Google Translate sounds like an LDS sermon. <laughs> Minus the cuss words. Or a Trump tweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, Trump tweet. That's good. Thank you very much, Jonathan. That was yeah. very kind of you. I, I apologize. I kept forgetting to pull, pull and record this for the show. But thank you very much for that. That was very kind of you. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. All right. We're back. What do you have for us this week? I got things. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Matt and his things. (laughs) Oh, police in California sent a helicopter and a squad of cars to detain a group of black friends leaving an Airbnb after a neighbor called 911 and reported them as possible burglars. I heard about this one. I heard heard an update Mm -hmm. on this one, too. The incident, which went viral after one of the detained women posted footage of the encounter, is the latest in a string of high-profile cases of Americans calling law enforcement on people of color engaged in lawful everyday activities. Um, one of which was covered on the Two Skeptical Chaps about an incident at a Starbucks. Yeah. I think it was for their uh, well, Snopes game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they couldn't understand, seem to understand why police wouldn't do any questioning about wrongdoing before just showing up. And... Um, it's because they're guilty of being in public while black. They were mm-hmm. Airbnb while black. Yeah. Three f- friends were leaving an Airbnb rental on the afternoon of April 30 in Rialto, 60 miles east of Los Angeles, when they said a group of police cars quickly surrounded them and told them to put their hands up. Quote, they informed us that there was a helicopter tracking us. They locked down a neighborhood and had us standing in the street. Kelly Fife Marshall, a filmmaker, wrote on Facebook where she also published videos and, fo- and photos of the police. At first, we joked about the misunderstanding, she said, but added that it escalated almost instantly. So, wait, American police might not have a sense of humor about it? <laughs> no, they usually don't. The Rialto police lieutenant Dean Harden told The Guardian that a neighbor whom he described as an elderly white woman called police because she didn't recognize the vehicle or the people and saw them loading a car with suitcases. The department responded to a potential in-progress residential burglary, dispatched six cars and a helicopter. So here was the update I saw today on this from the lady next door, the old lady next door. Mm -hmm. She now says she called the police because they didn't smile and wave at her when she said hi. Oh, my God. Seriously? Which made them suspicious. (sighs) What a fucking cunt, man. (laughs) Police said in a statement that officers immediately established a perimeter while the people drove away. During the course of the 22-minute encounter, police officers determined that the people were Airbnb renters and were at the residence as guests. Fife Marshall said the situation got worse when a sergeant arrived and said he'd never heard of Airbnb, the home-sharing company. Which is fucking amazing. Oh, my God, really? 
Yeah. So if a cop doesn't know a thing, you're guilty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, fortunately, however, other officers had been alive for the last few years and were aware of Airbnb <laughs> and cleared up the confusion and said the department canceled the helicopter before uh, it arrived. Though officers detained the group, police did not use restraints and, quote, allowed them to exit their vehicle. Now, maybe maybe I missed it. Why why did the police think they were going out there? Just because they were suspicious black well, people because in the neighborhood? Some, I'm, because I'm, somebody called in a potential burglary in progress. Yeah. I'm thinking the lady didn't. She probably called nine one one said the the my neighbor's house is being robbed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I'm thinking happened. Same yeah. here. Because I mean, we don't know for sure. But because that's... they were leaving the Airbnb, so they're packing their suitcases. Uh, she sees that, thinks that they're hauling a bunch of shit out of this house. Yeah, she yeah. she thinks that burglars bring luggage <laughs> to pack their items. You know, they're really clever burglars. Yeah. They're going to disguise their loot. I mean, that's the only reason why I think they would dispatch a helicopter because they figure, hey, if there's a robbery in progress and we can get the helicopter there and find the vehicle, ID it and, and track the vehicle. Right. Mm. But, you know, realistically, it was probably just like, yes, hello, I see a gaggle of niggers. <laughs> 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 no, it's a gaggle the proper term. I think so. Uh I'm still I'm still trying to fully digest the what, why, and how of this, wrote Denisha Pendergrast, another woman in the car who also who is also a filmmaker and granddaughter of the singer songwriter Bob Marley. Oh wow. wow. I also am deeply meditating on the why not. Why this should have not happened. Yeah. Why why they should not have reacted with such unnecessary force. Why this is not a simple misunderstanding. Why this neighbor was so fearful without any justified reason. Mm -hmm. uh, should not have the power to potentially destroy another life because of the color of her skin. Uh, Fife Marshall's post added, we have been dealing with different emotions and you want, and you want to laugh about this, but it's not funny. The trauma is real. Um, similar stories of racial profiling have sparked national backlash. Black blacklash blacklash in yeah. recent mm -hmm. weeks. Yeah. Uh, black Americans have faced law enforcement calls in some cases, arrests and police violence while patronizing a Starbucks, a gym, a golf course and a Waffle House in New York City. A black former White House staffer said the f that he faced police uh, while moving into a new apartment building after the residents reported an active burglary. Last week, police in Colorado also removed two Native American teenagers on a yeah. college campus tour after a parent called 911 saying they look like they don't belong. Now, that one yeah. <laughs> needs- that, that was when I was bringing up pre-show last week. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, if you see something, say something. <sighs> yeah. Officers in two recent California cases killed unarmed young black men while responding to calls to police. The Rialto incident occurred years after the hashtag Airbnb while black hashtag went viral with black users of the service sharing stories of racial discrimination, including hosts refusing to rent their homes to them, then accepting white guests, mm -hmm. which also shows how extremely out of touch officers are allowed to be right. A sergeant mm -hmm. didn't even know Airbnb was a thing when this has been a hashtag that's been going on because of legal problems involving police and customers. Yeah, I'm, well, in his I'm defense, I still don't know how to hashtag. <laughs> well, I'm I'm often struck at just how ignorant police seem to be to the problems within their own community. Yeah. Like, well, everybody's yeah. fucking talking about it apparently, except for a bunch of police officers. Well, because they're right. police officers know, in a majority white community, right? But what I'm saying is, 
they should be sitting in trainings. Yeah. They, there should be leaders of the police forces saying, okay, here's the agenda. Here's our current affairs. This is what's going on. This is what people are saying about the cops. These are in major incidents we've had in the, in our local area, our state area, federally, we've got cases of, you know, this is accusation. We've got, we've got a trend of this. They, they should be, they should be getting together and discussing all of the things relevant to policing and culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you yeah. should never, ever, ever have an officer, especially a sergeant who shows up on a situation where he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's they, they don't pay attention to anything that is affecting their own community. But like, they don't have like the they, way the way that people well, are talking about police. They seem completely fucking ignorant about the whole thing. Yeah, they have no idea. Yeah, they have no idea. Yeah, that's because, what I'm saying. They, yeah, they just they, have I don't no understand, idea. I don't understand how that's a thing. Like, you would have to be almost purposefully avoiding news items that you. That, that are talking about your specific profession, right? Like me, yeah, they're, me they're as a not, software they're developer. They're not plugged in. Yeah, me as a software developer, like I know all kinds of shit about computers, whether it's something that I actually do in my, as, as a part of my work or not, because it relates to the field that I work in. But it seems like so many police officers don't fucking have any bit of idea about anything that's being discussed about the work that they do and the shit that's happening in their own community. Yeah, I know. It's weird. We usually discuss our work of other people when they die. Yeah. But to evaluate, hey, why did this person die? What mistakes were they making? How can we not make this fucking mistake yeah. on a fire? But yeah. do, does your chief like talk about when there's arsonists around or something? Or or like if there's suspected arsons happening and there's all these fires going on, do you guys talk about that stuff? Not really. Well then shame on you guys too. Because <laughs> usually they're arrested. And we don't usually have it's not a big, big issue. Well, you have to put out fires, though. Yeah, but we we usually don't. But I that's mean, like on the crime side of it. That's not probably. I've never ran into an arsonist fire. So what about wildfires? Are you guys updated on like the wild the wildfires that are around in the area, or just the ones in our local vicinity? But usually, we're working them. But you're aware yeah. of ones that are in California that are big, or you're aware of like the main ones that are going on, on national and, news. Yeah. Oh, but you do that on your private time. Yeah. Okay. But hmm. even then, but that that should like be, last year. People in the state didn't even know we had the biggest fucking wildland fire in the state out of Dugway. Oh, yeah? Firefighters didn't know that? No, the state didn't know that. Oh. They kept reporting on the Brian Head one. I'm like, ours is twice the size of Brian Head. But, I mean, doesn't this seem like this should be a matter of policy? Like, you know, yeah. get together and have a morning meeting and say, hey, you know, um, there's a big old fucking fire up there. Hey, uh, you know. There's a hashtag Airbnb while black because we're being accused of, you know, acting inappropriately to or or the citizens are acting in an inappropriate way by by uh, prematurely making phone calls that are based on their biases. We need to be aware that this is going on so that we don't show up and fucking kill somebody or arrest wrong people or mm -hmm, whatever. mm -hmm. Did you see the one that happened this week at Yale? Otherwise, it's a new situation for every group of officers that shows up at this thing. Yeah, and they're they're not learning from anybody else. They're just never going to learn. It's all brand new for everybody. And that's so fucking stupid. You had that one. That one that you just read was about a week and a half ago in California. Yeah. Then this last week at Yale, a student got uh, a, a visit from the cops for sleeping while black. Yeah, sleeping in the the common area. The common area. Because a white student didn't recognize her and said, you shouldn't be there. You can't do that there. You're not even a student at the school. Yeah. Now, the cops did handle that one correctly from what I've read on it. 
because they said, hey, the policy here is no matter who you are on campus, if the cops come, they ask for your ID and your room number, you got to give it to them to prove that you actually are supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And she did. She gave them like, here's my dorm room. Here's my ID. Like, okay, yeah, you're good to go. I don't know what's wrong here. Yeah. And they actually had to write an apology letter and tell that girl, hey, students are allowed to take naps in the fucking day room. There is (laughs) nothing wrong with that. What I what I don't understand, though, is why police wouldn't be focusing on this when they're getting such bad press for all of the shit that's happening that they, they wouldn't they that they care. wouldn't have that they wouldn't have like daily briefings or or something in there i know that they have morning meetings right before they go out on patrol and shit where they talk about these are the kinds of things that are going on right now that you guys need to know about because we're getting calls from people and you should be aware that you can't just take the caller's word for whatever is going on you can't you can't have somebody call 911 and say that oh yeah there's you know there's there's a house is being burglarized and there's black people there and they shouldn't be there and you can't just take that as this person knows exactly what the fuck is going on right mm-hmm. that you need to you need to go and assess the situation yourself this is the call we got this is the information we have but understand that this is not fucking gospel this is yeah. somebody calling in right. and saying this but we need to go out and assess the situation. Yeah. Be 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 aware that this is going on, but but be ready to de-escalate. Right. That's like we've we've had calls before where someone will call and say, Hey, my neighbor's house is on fire. They were having a barbecue. Well, yeah, because the person didn't like the fact they were having a barbecue. People are just so we, ass. but yeah. but we show up. I mean, our mindset right, is right, right. We're showing up like there's a structure fire. Yeah. It's like if the cops like, hey, there's a burglary. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna tone out. Hey, burglary. This is our protocol for going to a burglary. And yeah. and and I I actually want to be a little bit fair to police in this situation because I actually think they have the tougher job in that situation. In Hanley, yeah, in that situation because you guys can gear up and be ready for a fire and show up and just go. Okay, it's not and, what we and, thought. And de-escalated. But but. but or and, down and, and, and you're done grade. and your yeah, job done. is done. We go home. But for them, they still have a job to handle. They just have to completely readjust and, they're, and adapt to how they're going to handle the new thing mm-hmm. yeah. that they've just barely found which, out is the situation, which makes it much more difficult. And I, think I, I can but, see it being difficult on two levels. Not only are you have to change your, your mindset of what you're doing, you've also got that rush of adrenaline going, okay, sure, right. I have don't to know go what you're expecting. work. Yeah. You don't know what you're expecting. Yeah. Are these people armed that are possibly robbing this house? Are we going to have to get into a chase? Are they going right. to comply? Or what's going on? Which is so all the that. more reason why they should be mentally prepared ahead of time by their department heads, their chiefs. Mm-hmm. And people should, they should have people who are just just focusing on public relations who are like, okay, what's being said about this department? What, what are, what are the national trends? What are the local trends? What's, you know, and, and and feeding this information to the departments and the departments gives briefings. And I don't, I admit, I don't know the day-to-day local goings on of all the police departments, but in this case, it's clearly not happening. And, and I know for a fact in other cases where officers are completely oblivious to national size incidents that are going on in departments around the country, but on, completely on the other hand, don't even know about it. Never yeah. heard of it. So I know that it's not adequate. It's probably another one of those cases though, where you're going into it, expecting the worst. Sure. Because yeah. you got to be mentally prepared for the worst Plan thing for to the happen. Worst. Yeah. That, and this is why having a little bit of preparation would be helpful for them. And yeah, for that, the that's, that's what they're preparing themselves for. Well, the, officers but the, as far as the citizens go it's it's kind of more of hey go talk to them does that look like are they are they just 
take they're taking suitcases out if they're that looks normal, like someone's leaving from a vacation. Yeah. If they're hauling fucking TVs out and shit, and they're fucking breaking a window, and they're moving fast like they're in a hurry, like, yeah, that looks like they're robbing the place. They ain't moving out. They're moving quick. They're moving shit fast. But if you're just lazily loading suitcases and stuff into a car. Yeah. Well, what if you're in a hurry to get to the airport? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just think this old lady is is a racist, fearful bigot, and yeah. she- it has too much time on her fucking hands and probably lives in a predominantly white neighborhood. And there's a group of black women there and yeah. And she's a, and she's a fucking busybody who needs yeah. to do, just get back to doing something that keeps her mind off of what everyone else is working on. Yeah. Well, and it would be hard as a, as an officer when that's, when the only information you have is from that idiot. Is, yeah, yeah I know. is that some asshole called in and said that there's a burglary going on. So that's what you go there expecting. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I guess that's the other thing. Cause, cause they're not, it's not going to be like, oh, this is a B&B, an Airbnb, but I don't think these people are resident, are, are staying there. Mm-hmm. I think they're, she didn't say that. She just said, I think there's a burglary. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and the neighbor might not have known the house was uh, uh, Airbnb either. Yeah, she just needs to mind her own fucking business, man, and not be racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's, it's good maybe that she's, that she's keeping an eye out on the neighborhood. I mean- I, if not her, no, it's not <laughs> not good if she's doing it. <laughs> okay, somebody could have died. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it. I don't know. It's tough because if if I wasn't home and somebody saw shit going on at my house, I would hope that they would try to contact me or the police or something. Maybe that's maybe that's it too. Like nobody really talks to their neighbors these days, right? I I chit chat well, with my neighbors a little bit they know who i am we all have each other's phone numbers and stuff like that so they can call if there's any concerns but i know a lot of people don't do that these days that they just ignore they like like they don't want to have anything to do with their neighbors it's you know you're in your house just leave me alone y'all leave you alone but then you don't know who they are who your neighbors are who's supposed to be there and so if you see something like that then yeah i can understand why maybe she would have thought oh well there's a burglary because i've never seen these people over here and they're packing stuff out that's stupid but also they would have been there for a little while right if she's a busybody in the neighborhood who's watching what is going on then they would have Mm-hmm. been there at least overnight if they're packing up and leaving right. it's not like they were right. unloading stuff into the house so so the other thing is maybe she's not a busybody right so maybe she does have this detached sort of relationship with those people then what the fuck are you doing calling up assuming you know everything about what's going on there yeah why yeah. don't you call and say hey there's something maybe maybe a little suspicious at this house over here i'm not quite sure what's happening Instead of jumping to the conclusion that they're being burgled. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great, what are you that's doing? actually a great point. That's, that's much a better point than, than I was trying to make is that. Yeah. You can call yeah. in a wellness check and have an officer sent over. Yeah. Just say, Hey, you know, I, I don't know my neighbors all that well, but I, there's these new people over here. I don't know exactly know what's going on there. You know, it just seems a little weird to me. I was hoping maybe you could come out yeah. and see what's going on. That would be much better than saying, Oh my God, there's black people. So yeah. they yeah. must be committing a burglary. Yeah. Unlike I just moved in my house a Cat month burglars. ago, yeah, and I've already had three of my neighbors come and talk to me while I've been outside and say, "Oh, hey, you new? Yeah, yeah," and talk to them. Versus my old house, I was in for ten years. Mm-hmm. I talked to one neighbor about five times, and he learned I wasn't Mormon. Never talked to me again. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saw me drinking a beer while raking leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we when I moved into our house in Clearfield, um, you know, we pull up with the moving truck. We're gonna start unloading, taking everything yeah. in. 
and across the street from me. So when we lived in Clearfield, and I talked about this way back in previous episodes, but right across the street was the bishop, and then there was a house separating that, and then the next house on the corner was the stake president. Mm -hmm. So the stake president and the bishop right across the street from me, and when we pull up with the moving van, we start unloading stuff, and the stake president wanders over with, with a bunch of teenage boys and he's like hey do you guys need some help moving in blah blah, blah. it's great you know um, my name is so and so and so and welcome to the neighborhood we'd be happy to help this and that and i was like oh yeah that'd be great if you guys don't mind helping out and i said you know we're just unloading this and that so they start helping carry us box you know they start helping us carry boxes into the house and everything and uh, they made maybe two trips from the truck to the house and then i offered one of them a beer and they're like oh no, thank you. And actually it's about time that we should be leaving. And like, they never came back for any more help. There was yep. nothing like yeah. that was it. They know, Oh, this guy's obviously not LDS. So fuck him. Yep. Yeah. And yep. then, then it was just dealing with the stake president's shitty kids doing things like dowsing a basketball with gasoline oh. and lighting it on fire and kicking it up and down the street. And actually that sounds like fun coming over into my yard. Like they'd, they, you know, Mormon kids around Utah, they play their night games. Oh, they, oh yeah. They, well, and so they'd come out, you know, they're playing hide and seek and tag and whatever the fuck else. And then around wintertime when I've got my, my lights out in the yard and everything, they came over and like kicked over my snowman, broke a bunch of lights and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Went over and knocked on the door. Oh, they're good kids. I don't know what's gone. They're ordinary. They're just, they're good kids. They're yeah. just having some fun. No, they came onto my property and destroyed shit. That's not a good fucking no. kid. I'm yeah. calling the cops. It, that shit bothered me. <laughs> I'm calling you in for a burglary. <laughs> you burgled. I'm being you, burgled. And then you raped my snowman. <laughs> I saw it. There's the hole. I seen it. I'm Bryce Barkenagle. Have you ever wondered if Joseph Smith was drugging the early Mormons? Turns out it might be possible when you have a fantastic congregation that is witnessing angels floating around in the rafters and think that the temple is on fire and they're running out in the snow and writhing around on the ground naked. Yeah, as it turns out, drugs might be the best explanation. Be sure to check out my Sunstone Symposium presentation on the Joseph Smith Entheogen Theory by punching that into any YouTube browser. And thank you so much for checking that out and be sure to check out the Naked Mormonism podcast. This is the Godless Revolution. What are we talking about here? You want us to launch a cryptocurrency? I do. The fact that people are willing to pay many multiples more for our compute credits than they're worth, we have an opportunity here. Worth is relative, Richard. What do you mean? Why do people covet the silly pieces of green cotton paper in their wallets? It's because we are all sheep, and we've mutually agreed to endow certain things with value. And right now, for some reason, the market values our credits more than we did. Guilfoyle, we're not going to suddenly pivot and become a digital currency company. I'm not proposing a pivot. I'm proposing that we sell digital currency as a way to finance our new internet company. You wanted an alternative to Lori Bream? Well, it's right here in front of you. Pied Piper Coin. Okay, look, I, I'm not going to bet the entire future of my new internet and everything I've worked for on becoming the next Bitcoin. You really expect me to do that? There are very few things that I will defend with true passion. Medical marijuana, the biblical Satan as a metaphor for rebellion against tyranny, and motherfucking goddamn cryptocurrency. Mm. I have a PowerPoint 
that I've been wanting to show you for some time. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. I saw a friend of mine on Facebook post a picture of this pastor that we're going to be talking about here in a minute. Mm-hmm. And the the story seemed fairly incredible to me. Like, I couldn't believe that anybody would be this fucking stupid. Oh, it, it's 2018. You got to believe they can be this stupid. <laughs> well, and it was just, so it was a picture of this, of this pastor accompanying the picture was a story of this comedy of air, not even comedy, just, just how fucking stupid this guy was. And, you know, so it, it was like, well, okay, I can't just believe this based on this picture yeah. and the summation that. Well, whoever I, she she shared it from uh, some other Facebook page. Well, remember how we were just talking about being ob- oblivious to a current event? Uh-huh. Here's another good example. <laughs> well, and so I, I read it and I was like, that can't be right. Like, that's got to be there. It's either hyperbole or it's just totally false, whatever. And so I'm like, I'm going to mm-hmm. go and make sure that this is an actual story. And in doing so, I discovered uh, the Christian Post website, which. I think in the future is going to be a terrific resource for us on the show to find out what Christians feel they're being so persecuted about. Ah, yes, their perspective. Because the stories on this website are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's it's decent reporting. It's it's written well. They they dig into the background. They do interviews, whatever. But the things they talk about are like, you guys like, really think this is persecution? Uh, you think you, that we're trying to strip rights away from you and you're being diminished? You're, you are being diminished somewhat because you're not being able to run roughshod over things as much as you were before, but you're not being persecuted. Yeah. So I think this will be a great resource for us in the future. But this is a story about a pastor who was arrested at a movie theater for preaching after the Avengers Infinity War movie had ended and the credits are rolling. Yeah. Opening. Yeah, opening, opening weekend. Weekend opening night. Was it that was it that Thursday? Uh, or that Friday? I don't know was if it, it says for sure. Let me see. Well, here. either way, all weekend, all that was sold out. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh but it says that Pastor Michael Weber made national headlines last week when his when his preaching at a movie theater in Redlands, California, following a showing of the Avengers. They don't even say that it's Infinity War. Yeah. Fuck you, Christian Post! Nothing caused, is infinity. <laughs> caused people to run for their lives and led to his arrest on a misdemeanor charge. In an interview with the Christian Post, Weber, the 28-year-old pastor of Truth and Triumph Ministries, he looks young, but he doesn't he doesn't look 28. I mean, he looks like he's in his mid-30s, I would I, say. I would have guessed he looks that older than 28. Yeah. His his wife looks about 16 though. She she looks like she could be younger. Younger than 30, but he looks older than 30. He does. It's, you know, pastoring, weather's Takes a lot out of you. Takes a lot out. (laughs) Fighting, fighting Satan takes a toll. Yeah, trying not to touch little boy penises. It's hard. (laughs) But he said that he often evangelizes at movie theaters. But following a showing of the Avengers on April, on the evening of April 26th, the lights in the theater were still off when he began to preach. And he believes that's what led to the chaos of people running for the exits and some being injured as they tried to escape. No, it's the words you used. Not because the lights were out. Uh Uh-huh. Redlands Police Department officers rushed to the Harkins Mountain Grove 16 theaters after calls were made to 911, fearing there might be a gunman inside the theater, CBS Los Angeles reports. 
I'm going to play a clip from the KCAL 9. Local uh, news. Talking about this. A terrifying scene inside a movie theater in Redlands. Someone started shouting and ranting during a screening of the Avengers. A lot of people were told began panicking. They tried to get out of the theater and some were injured. KCAL 9's Tina Patel is live in Redlands right now with further details. Tina? Well, you know, that shooting at a theater in Colorado was not too long ago, and moviegoers tell us that was in the back of their minds when this man got up. Even though they didn't see a gun, they wanted to escape. Armed officers rushed to a Redlands movie theater, fearing that a gunman might be inside. Susie and Adrian Arias say the newest Avengers movie had just finished when a man stood up and started yelling. They say it sounded like he was preaching. I think when he said, if you were to die tonight, would would your passage to heaven be guaranteed? Something along those lines. And I think that's when people started panicking. They were able to walk out, but say people behind them started running and pushing. And that's when the kind of chaos happened in the little exit where people were jumping over the railings and kind of falling over, twisting their ankles and hitting their head. You can see a man limping out of the theater. Police say a woman hit her head and had to be hospitalized. I thought she had fainted, passed out, completely passed out. Someone was dragging her out because people were starting to fall over her. We reached out to 28-year-old Michael Weber with Truth and Triumph Ministries. He says he's preached in movie theaters before and there's never been a problem. Last night was an anomaly. Uh, the lights did not turn up for quite a few minutes. And so I really couldn't see anyone's reaction except those of the people just right around me. And he says he didn't know that everyone couldn't see he had his hands up, showing he didn't have a weapon. <laughs> it's extremely unfortunate yeah. that anyone has sustained injury because of this. Um, again, I was unarmed. Susie says she wasn't sure at the time, and she didn't want to take any chances given what's happened in recent years around the world. And I think that's why people reacted. They just felt like we have to get out, at no matter what the cost. She hopes Weber realizes the fear he caused in others. If you're going to try you're trying to draw people towards the Bible, that's not the way to do it. And he needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. Weber was charged with a misdemeanor. He says this incident won't stop him from preaching, but he will consider changing his setting in the future. <laughs> well, good. That's the that's the part that everyone has a problem with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he says that he had his hands up and he thinks that because the lights hadn't come up, nobody could notice that. I'm, like, I'm calling bullshit on that right now. How often have you been in the theater? I mean, you're going to see a silhouette in front of you, right? If he's got his hands yeah. up in the air, you're going to fucking see that. But they won't be able to know if he's got a trigger in his hand. Uh, yeah, he could have or... been holding his hand up like, I've got a bomb if you die tonight. <laughs> but the, the story here on Christian Post continues and it's got an interview with this guy. Um, the story says that below is an edited transcript of CP's interview with Weber and his account of what happened at the movie theater and how he plans to evangelize in the future. Christian Post. Some outlets have described your actions in preaching at the theater as an act of terrorism. Can you give us an account of what happened? Weber says, Thursday night I came to enjoy Avengers Infinity War as I am a big fan of these movies. And right there I've got another fucking problem. Yeah. Because he's, he says he's a big fan of these movies, but then he later says that he stood up when the credits started rolling so that he could preach. If he, he were a big fan of yeah. these movies, he would know that there's always an extra yeah. bit of scene, sometimes two, during the credits. Which is why, mysteriously, the lights didn't come up. Right. And he would know that if he's a big fan of yeah. the Avengers movie series. And I can't remember what else I was going to say about it, but 
I'm calling bullshit on that. Oh, I was going to say also, so just fuck everybody who worked on the movie, right? Like nobody needs to see the credits. Nobody in the theater yeah. fucking cares. And who the fuck is he to determine for everybody else that, okay, movie time's over. Time for preaching now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck you, buddy. Um, he says, as I have done on multiple occasions, I waited until the end of the movie, specifically when the end credits began to roll, to stand up and preach the gospel. As the end credits started, I stood up from my seat and began to preach. I have a script that I follow when I preach in crowds to make sure my message is concise, consistent with scripture, and to ensure that I am clear in my language so that my intentions are not misunderstood. So don't start it with, if you die tonight. Yeah, that's probably a bad thing. That's probably a bad way to start it off. (laughs) He says, my exact words were, quote, I want to let everyone here know that God loves you and that he has a wonderful plan for your life. If there is anyone here who is unsure as to whether they would spend eternity in heaven, I have good news. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord, Romans 6.23. Yeah, take that one out. Well, like... (laughs) Like, honestly, if you were sitting in a theater and somebody says, if you were, what, what is it? Uh, is there anyone here who was unsure as to whether they would spend eternity in heaven? I'm like, is he going to try to like, send me there? Immediately, I would start thinking, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. And then if you follow it up with, for all have sinned and come short and come short of the glory of God. And then he says, the wages of sin, sin is, is death. death. It's like, are you calling Fuck all that. those fucking sinners? I would either get up and run out of the theater or start fucking attacking this guy because I think that some heinous shit is going to go yeah. on, right? Uh, and then to follow that up with, you can have eternal life through Christ Jesus. Well, of course, everybody knows that the only way that's going to happen is if you're fucking dead, right? You, mm. your, your temporal existence is done. You're only going to have an eternal life with him in the afterlife. You know what I find funny about this? Like... He's he's up there preaching all of this, you know, bibble bullshit, right? And <laughs> it and it get it makes people edgy, yeah, right? Because you don't know what kind of a fucking nutcase he is, even if you're Christian yourself. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Yeah, but the 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 moralist atheist who gets up there and says, you know, hear ye. I do not find Pascal's wager convincing <laughs> for a number of reasons I shall outline. Nobody's like, oh, that guy's going to start killing everybody. You don't they, have to be a serf. Yeah, right. <laughs> but with this guy, even though he was unarmed, other Christians fled the theater when they heard him saying Christian-y shit. Yeah. Because they well, thought, oh, fuck, he could kill us. Yeah. Especially when he's picking all the passages about sinners and death and going to heaven and repenting. Yeah. 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 Uh, The quote from him continues and says, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 13. God said, I will be merciful to you, to your unrighteousness and your sin and your lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Hebrews 8, 12. If there's anyone here who would like to make Jesus Christ, their Lord and savior, say this prayer after me. And that's the end of his apparent script that he uses. So it's like he's saying, Pray with me now before I kill you, so that way you know you're going to heaven. Yeah. Well, and it's not clear. <laughs> it's not clear that if this is the script that he always uses, or if ju- this is the one that he prepared just for this particular yeah. event. But, dude, have some fucking common sense and decency. Yeah. 
A, no, wait, this wait, isn't wait, your wait. fucking church. This is a fucking pastor. Common yeah. sense? <laughs> Decency? You're right, Matt. We're asking too much. Awareness of the, situational awareness, right? Just that was it, it was Batman Returns or Begins or it was one of the Batman movies when that premiered. Yeah. Oh, right, where the right, guy right. killed people in the movie theater, right? It was, it was On the opening, last Batman. opening day or opening weekend. Yeah. I mean, clearly this guy's fucking ignorant of the rest yeah. of the world around him. He's so entrenched and, and focused on his attempts at bringing people to Christ that he doesn't know what the fuck is going on else. What else is going on in the world around him? Not only that, but this guy has his own building for doing just this thing. Yeah. You have, we have hundreds of thousands, maybe tens of thousands. But probably hundreds of thousands of these such buildings all over the country for doing exactly yeah. this. Yeah. Get the fuck out of our public places, man. Yeah, this isn't your fucking church, buddy. I didn't pay money to come to a movie and have somebody preach to me at the end of it. That's not what I fucking paid for. That's not why I came here. I, if I were the, uh, we talked about this before the show, if I were yeah. the theater manager or owner of the theaters, I'd say, you're not fucking welcome at our theater ever again. You can't yeah. fucking come back here. That's it. You're done. Well, I'll, pro I'll probably give him the standard. You're banned for one year. No, you're done. Well, then if, if you come back again and do this shit again, then you're banned for life. I wonder if they dispatched a helicopter for this. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to see through the bricks. They did dispatch like SWAT teams. They showed yeah, the, they had the, the SWAT guy with there, body yeah. armor and yeah. shotguns and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then he says, and then I began to lead in the prayer of salvation. The most unusual part about this particular night was that every other time I've stood to preach in theaters, the lights would come up as the credits began, which is bullshit. It that is doesn't bullshit. fucking happen. It depends on the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the lights, I mean, the lights may come up a little bit a for, for credits. That want it. Lights come up a tiny bit and the lights in the aisles get brighter. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. But this night they did not. However, I did not perceive it to be a problem. Because my hands were up, evidencing that I was unarmed and not a threat. And up until about midway through the salvation prayer, no one in the theater moved. They were just looking at me. There was an occasional shout back at me to sit down, but nothing that would indicate the audience was alarmed. Yeah, until you you're talking about death. <laughs> okay, but if you're hearing them say sit down, what does that mean to you? Sit down, it's not over. <laughs> does, does that mean keep standing up there and saying this fucking bullshit that nobody wants to hear? Sit the fuck down. Yeah. Sit down and shut the fuck up. People That's... are not appreciating your message, yeah. dude. Yeah. I heard someone say, who did that? Oh, no. Uh, no, he says, when I noticed people leaving during the prayer, it didn't seem to me that they were evacuating at a hectic pace. Uh, perhaps because the lights were off, but the people right around me were right around me were sat calmly. There was nothing to suggest the people were in a panic. I sat back down intending to watch the end credit scene that always accompanies a Marvel movie. Then why the fuck didn't you wait until after that point? Yeah. Why didn't be you? Because people would be leaving then. Yeah. Oh, he right. needs a captive audience. Right, right. So he waits for that first name on the credits to pop up and he stands up. What a fucking dickhole. Uh, I sat back down intending to watch the end credit scene that always accompanies a Marvel movie and about a minute after I was sat, the lights came up. I heard someone say, who did that? I raised my hand and said, I did. 
They began to yell at me and cuss at me. Oh, boo fucking who? They probably were saying, get on the fucking ground. He has to put that in. They began to yell at me and cuss yeah, at me. Yeah. They were like, telling me to get the feck off the fracking stage. <laughs> <laughs> at this time, theater managers came into the theater along with theater security. Up until that point, I did not know anyone had been alarmed. Except for he was mysteriously the only one left in the theater. <laughs> After a few minutes, the theater managers asked me to leave. My wife, my father, and I exited the side door, which led to the front of the theater. Also, he's there with his wife and his daddy. Yeah. He's lucky he didn't get fucking shot. Oh, absolutely. They actually, there was another, I can't remember if it's this story or another one, but somebody mentioned that, like, he is really fucking lucky that he didn't get shot. Uh, my wife, my father, and I exited the side door, which led to the front of the theater. I bet you couldn't pay a European enough to do what he did. Yeah. Pe- people who are just, just people who are, are from countries where they don't have a lot of firearms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you told them, Hey, go do this thing that they, I mean, nobody would, everyone would be like, fuck no, dude, that's, <laughs> you're going to get killed doing that. And here's this fucking guy who's from California going up doing that. Can't, can't understand why people have a problem with it or what the, what the potential danger might be for the audience or himself. Just completely oblivious. Yeah. There was a crowd of people waiting for me who confronted me with shouting and cussing. And again, he has to mention the cussing. After a moment or two, I decided to walk my wife to the car in case the crowd became violent. As we approached the car, I saw the police vehicles pulling into the theater. I asked my father to take my wife home, and I turned and walked back to the theater to meet the police. Officers approached me, and I put my hands up. One officer approached me and handcuffed me, informing me that I was not being arrested, just detained until they could determine what happened. After two hours in the back of the police vehicle, the officers returned to the car and informed me that this was a citizen's arrest facilitated by Redlands Police Department. How did, how did, there, the Why would police it be a citizen's, citizen's arrest? arrest? Uh, yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, They're arresting a citizen, uh-huh. but it's not a citizen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. At the detainment center, the police asked me to sign a consent form that would allow them to search my residence to determine I was not a threat. After the search was complete, they let me go. Christian Post. I read that you have preached in movie theaters before. Why do you think this time there was a different reaction? Weber. There are probably multiple factors as to why this instance was so different than other times. I believe the lights not coming up was one of them. Stop blaming the fucking lights! (laughs) How about maybe you don't fucking do this anymore, (laughs) asshole? Since this was the first time I had encountered that, I did not expect for them to stay down throughout my entire message. I also read several reports from people on Facebook who were in the theater saying that someone yelled shooter while I was preaching. This must have been when people began to leave frantically. (laughs) You think? Uh. With reports that almost daily, with reports almost daily that someone has killed multiple people in the news, it's understandable. This, this part fucking kills me. It's understandable that people were frightened when they heard someone shout about shooter. So this fucking asshole knows that there's yeah. shootings that happen around yeah. the U.S. He, all the he, fucking time. He's but not oblivious to it. Apparently he missed the one where, where some guy shot up a movie theater at, the, at a Batman movie, yeah. right? But I'm a preacher. 
I wouldn't ever do that. Yeah. Well, nobody fucking knows that, dude. Yeah. You're just some random asshole standing up and shouting insane shit Saying in the crazy of shit. Theater. Talking about death and crazy yeah, shit. nobody knows what your fucking intentions are. Maybe you should start with, hi, I'm preacher so-and-so. I want to bring you to God. Well, maybe that, that would be bad also. <laughs> that, wouldn't, that wouldn't work either. <laughs> maybe you should watch the movie and then go fucking work on your talk for Sunday at your church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much better idea. Uh, it's understandable that people were frightened when they heard someone shout shooter and seeing how much of the news coverage was not only inaccurate, but blatant lies. I can't help but think that fear mongering on the part of the media plays a large role in people's fears. It's not the media's fault that they're reporting on shit that happens in the world, motherfucker. And, and also the media didn't shoot these people. The, the, the media didn't bias the people in the audience because they hadn't read reports about what was going on right then. Right. Yet. Right. They were reacting to you and you alone. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a great fucking point. Uh, Christian Post. Why were you charged with a misdemeanor? Do you think this infringed on your freedom to share your faith? Weber. I first want to say that I am thankful for the Redlands Police Department and their quick and prepared response to this situation. It was reported that someone called them saying, Quote, 30 to 40 shots had been fired, end quote. So when they arrived, they were well prepared to handle whatever level of threat was at play. As soon as they determined I was not a threat, they treated me kindly and professionally. That being said, because there is no evidence that I was intending to harm or disturb people, no, you were obviously there to fucking disturb people. Yeah. I believe the charge against me is a mistake. There are laws being passed in California that hinder Christians from preaching the word of God in its truth right now. You can read more about that here and here, and there are a couple links that we'll talk about in a moment. The common thread I hear from people who disagreed with what I did is that it wasn't the right, quote, time and place, end quote, to stand up and preach. Absolutely. Yeah, they're absolutely right. Christians need to realize that if we don't stand up now, there won't be any times or places left. Okay, so then why wouldn't you have just stood up in the middle of the fucking movie and done it? Yeah. If you're going yeah. to be an asshole, why not go all the way? Just, just be fuck a it. mega asshole. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's 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 acting like he's acting like we're living in the fucking book of Eli. <laughs> you know, where it's just a desolate fucking post-apocalyptic wasteland mm-hmm. of secular atheism where you're you're going to be immediately arrested by the by the big brother police for saying any God words. And it, that's not at all what the fucking situation is. No. You guys time. still have all of the privilege. You can do it. You, you, you have so much privilege. You can stand up at a movie theater in America. When people think you're an active shooter, the police come thinking you're an active shooter and you can still get away with only a misdemeanor. And preach your fucking shit in a private place. Yeah, after causing I mean, a public panic. Yeah, after co- yeah. causing a public panic. <sighs> That's how much privilege you have. And and to, and and then to think that somehow it's infringing on your rights. That's how much privilege you have. He continues and says there was a period of time in America where standing up to preach the gospel would have been met with applause. No. Maybe in your own fucking church. And that still happens in your own fucking church. Yeah. But even in past times when I've preached, the message has been met with cursing again with the cursing. Fuck this guy. Fuck you. 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 I would tell you to shut the fuck up, too, if you did it in the theater I was in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
objects being thrown, and so on. But in past times when I've preached, the message has been been met with cursing, objects being thrown, and so on. I'd have thrown shit at him. Yeah, you're interrupting the fucking movie. Yeah, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. You know how it tells you to turn your phone on silent? Yeah, same goes for your fucking it mouth. It doesn't mean open your god mouth. <laughs> although, I have, although I have had times where preaching in theaters has resulted in great fruit. Many people have said... Yeah, they gave him apples. Many... <laughs> Many people have said to leave the preaching for the pulpit. Yeah, 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 exactly. You should. But for one thing, the freedom of the pulpit is being infringed upon as we speak. No, it's not. You can have a pulpit wherever the fuck you want as long as it's in your church. No, in fact, fact, it's being expanded as we speak. Uh Uh-huh. And for another, not everyone attends church on Sunday because they don't want to fucking go. We don't want your God shit. If they wanted to hear your message, they would go to your fucking church, asshole. Dude. This fuck cunt twizzler. You seriously can't be an American and not know who fucking Jesus is. Uh, yeah. True. Like people who aren't at church are there are not there because they they know about it and they're cool, bro. Yeah. That's one of the weird things with, with a lot of Christians, right? They think that atheists Yeah, we just don't just, know. Yeah, we've never heard of Jesus. If only if only we knew if only they could tell us about Jesus, then we'd come around. Like we've we're like we're all just fucking completely ignorant of religion, Jesus, God, all of that. We've lived our entire lives in the United States exchanging money in back a, and forth with people that bubble. says in God we trust, having yeah. no fucking idea what that was, and being absolutely incurious as to what it means. Yeah. They think we're as stupid and incurious as they are. Yeah, exactly. We've never seen a politician That speak. fucking makes me so fucking mad. Like, I'm not ignorant. I know what the fuck yeah, we know better than you teaches. Do. That's why I'm not part of it, asshole. Yeah, they just can't accept that. Uh, that yeah, that that that's one of my biggest pet peeves with religious people who, who come at me with, well, Jesus thinks I'll pray for you. Fuck you. I'm yeah. not. I know all about your religion. I know more about your religion than you do. Yeah. That's why I'm not part of it. <sighs> Let me collect myself for a minute here. Uh, and f- so he says, but for one thing, the freedom of the pulpit is being infringed upon as we speak. And for another, not everyone attends church on Sunday, but every person should hear the gospel of God's love as expressed through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Christian Post, what have you experienced since going through this ordeal? Weber. Well, I me- got an erection. <laughs> Oh, so hard. Oh, super hard. <laughs> it was a prayer erection. Weber, the media has painted me as a madman. Yeah. One publication called me a raving lunatic. That was the New York Post. Good for them. Another called me the preaching terrorist. <laughs> On Patheos. <laughs> On Patheos. But that isn't what they called him either. Oh. They, the, the headline for Michael Stone's ah. uh, news report over at Patheos says, Christian preacher terrorizes audience at Avengers screening. Yeah, it's completely different. Uh, well, not completely, but... The, he's, well, he's, they didn't call him a terrorist. Yeah, the tone yeah. is different. Yeah, yeah. He, he twisted it's it phrased. to suit his own narrative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and seeing as no media outlet except this one, meaning the Christian Post, has sought to accurately report what I said after he inaccurately reported what others have said. Yep, yep, and even yep. what he they're accurately reporting on is still fucked up. <laughs> even Christians believe I was shouting death threats to the crowd. Yeah. One person reported that I kept repeating, repent or die, over and over. <laughs> that simply isn't true. Well, he had three fucking lines of repent or die. Basically, yeah. 
I've received threatening and vitriolic messages on every social media platform I am a part of, as well as on our ministry email page. He has an email page? What the fuck? Uh, Apparently he doesn't really know how Google Mail works. Uh, But I don't hold it against them. Seeing as what was reported was so mistaken, it's no wonder people are upset. Christian Post. (sighs) Moving forward, what will you do differently or not? I'll carry glow sticks in my hands and wave them in the air, and that way they know I don't have a gun in my two hands because I'm holding glow sticks. Weber says, Moving forward, I will certainly wait until I can be clearly seen by the crowd I am addressing. Not that he won't do it anymore. Right. Yeah, like, I've I've not learned much about this other than that maybe people should be able to see me while I'm being a dickhole. Next time you should wait till everyone vacates the the theater so no one's interrupted. Mm -hmm. And then do it. Yeah, next time we'll be covering preaching terrorists shot in Redfield, California. (laughs) You should go to Oakland and do it. And that the conditions in which I preach clearly convey that I am not a threat to anyone. I want to see the lost saved and God glorified, but I will continue to obey the call of God to preach to everyone and in every place. Well, if he preaches during a kid's film, he's a fucking (laughs) menace to everyone there. He's a threat to them. And I look forward to seeing God move mightily in our city through unabashed preaching of his gospel. Christian Post. Mm -hmm. Please feel free to share from your heart anything else you'd like us to share about what happened your ministry, and your future. The Weber. No, I don't want to get preached at. The honest truth that every Christian must come to realize is this. Nature abhors a vacuum. When the church refuses to reign, someone else will. Wait. So so he wants, he's a Christian dominionist, it sounds like. Yeah, he wants the, Christianity to be. So he doesn't like a vacuum. I'm guessing yeah. he's not saying like a Hoover vacuum to clean your floor. No, no, I mean, no, no. like yeah. the vacuum is space. Yeah. Then why is there so much outer space that's a vacuum? <laughs> God made so much of it, he must like it. Nature abhors a vacuum. Yeah, that's not really the case, buddy. Um, God has called every one of his people to rise up and be the light for this world and hope for their generation. The early church thrived not in preaching just to one another, but in preaching outside of their places of gathering and empowering others to follow their example. Yeah, or else we killed them. From the day of Pentecost until now, the gospel has always thrived when preached in the most hopeless of places. A movie theater is hopeless? Where sin abounds, his grace will always abound that much more. Uh, so he goes to movie theaters where there's Marvel movies because that's they're full of sinners. Sinners. And, and he takes two hours, you know, ex- taking in all the sin. Absorbing before, all Yeah, absorbing sin, yeah. before he says anything. Uh, but if the church remains quiet, in large part, another message will be preached from the platforms of fear and self-centeredness and hate. Uh, uh, dude, have you... Like not read all of the Bible, you've you've clearly not read parts of it because you quoted them. But that's what your Bible teaches: is fear and self centeredness and hate. The Bible says there are multitudes in the valley of decision. We have to preach the gospel at any cost. If heaven is not decided upon, hell is defaulted upon. Which is really a, a set. <coughs> Jesus Christ, God's, sorry. God's, God's shoving his finger down your throat and letting you not have your message. <laughs> uh, if hell is, if heaven is not decided upon, hell is defaulted upon, which really is a, is a awkward thing to say about this guy you think we should worship that yeah. 
if if you don't know about him and worship him, that the default is he's going to kill you yeah. and you'll be forever tortured. Yeah, and also it's totally impossible because he's also saying that God doesn't know what's going to happen. And it's not and it's not that the default is you'll go to heaven unless you fuck up. It's that you're going to hell unless you choose to be a lick spittle. Unless you choose to kiss my ass and lick my balls, yep. you're going to burn in hell. That's the default. You're going to burn in hell unless you do these things. Yep. God may not call you to stand up in a theater, but he has called you to stand. Stand at your neighbor's door or before a stranger you've just met to be ready to bring them the good news. Or a fist to your good, face. Bring, bring them the good news that they're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I realize not everyone will agree with my method. That's fine. But every Christian should agree that we are salt and light. Just uh-huh. like salt is unmistakable when tasted. Actually, there's there there are several different things that have a similar taste to salt. Yeah. Uh, potassium being one of them. Yeah. Sweat. Uh, what? Well, because it has <laughs> itself. <laughs> uh, and light is inescapable in the place where it shines. We should be ready to stand out for God's glory. We are, quote, his own peculiar people <laughs> called to show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. From First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I don't know. This God stuff seems pretty fucking dark. It seems pretty dreary and yeah. Yeah. But I just. The temerity of this fucking asshole that he thinks that he can just wander into any place, and if people are bothered by it, that's their problem. Yeah, yeah that 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 he's so fucking special that the that the creator of the universe has called him to minister to everyone everywhere. Yeah, and if if your God wanted to bring people to him, why wouldn't he show himself clearly? Why does he need? Why did that's that's the thing that bothers me about this and 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 about so much of religion is. Why do people think that they have to be his mouthpieces, his spokespeople? Why doesn't he fucking do it himself? Yeah, yeah. The guy, these guy, guys like this guy are are the ultimate brown nosers, right? They're like, oh, I'll take care of it, God. I'll yeah. go do it all. I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to really show you how great I can be for your cause, God. They're 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 the ultimate yeah, in it. fucking ass. They're trying to score more brownie points than anybody yeah. else. Yeah, and they're and they're the the. The least respectable personality types. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I see people that are that ready to just give up their entire individual person to suck somebody else's dick mm-hmm. that hard, it's like, fucking get out of here. I don't, yeah. I, I don't have anything to say to you because I can't respect you at all. Yeah. And yeah. they're not going to listen. It's gross. Anyways. It's fucking gross. It is. It's, it's, it makes me feel gross for that person. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, want to have anything to do with, like, you're, you're just so fucking far gone. You don't see how fucking awful what you're doing is. Yeah. And there's no way for me to be able to adequately convey how terrible it is because you're that far gone. Yeah. They're slimy little golems for their fucking Christianity ring. Uh huh. Yeah. But so that was. That was uh, when I read that earlier today. I was like, "Oh, that should be that, that'll be fun to talk about." And it got me in a bit of a rage, but yeah, yeah, that was that was good. Hey, everybody! It's X from the Utah Outcasts podcast and YouTube channel, and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. All right, I'll build a stage. Lao Tzu, use mind control to get a huge audience. Buddha and Smith use powers to find a band. Seaman, you and Swallow go get a sushi for dinner. <laughs> it's Sea Man and Swallow. Okay, Seaman, you guys head off. Fine. Swallow, come. <laughs> <laughs> no way he just said that. 
If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. Okay, I'll calm down a little bit. What do you got? So it's not exactly religiously themed, more of a public service announcement, but oh. uh, which would be because there's no God, humans are still food for bigger animals. Oh, <laughs> I, saw, what? I saw a video that demonstrated what you might be talking about today. Per, probably there's a video of it. Uh, New Delhi. This wasn't there. Okay. A man trying to take a selfie with an injured bear (laughs) was not surprisingly mauled to death in India on Wednesday, the latest in a string of selfie-related fatalities in the country. (laughs) Selfie-related fatalities? How many of those fatalities involved that bear? (laughs) The Hindustan Times reported the victim, Prabhu Batara, was returning from a wedding in the Parsaguda area of the eastern Indian state of Odisha. All right, stop with the names. <laughs> with several others, when he stopped uh, his car near a forest to yell, fuck bears! <laughs> oh, no, to answer nature's call. Uh, he spotted an injured bear and tried to snap a selfie with the animal. Amateur footage broadcast by several Indian news networks shows the victim being mauled by a bear while another person tries to ward off the animal using a stick. Yeah, that works. <laughs> a stray dog can also be seen attacking the bear. The victim engaged. Dogs are awesome. Yeah, yeah. The victim engaged in a fist to claw fight with the bear. <laughs> manages to stand up briefly before being dragged down to the ground again. Oy. Good old fist to claws. <laughs> the Hindustan Times also reported the bystanders were busy shooting the incident on their mobile phones instead of trying to rescue him. Also, I'd like to add rescue efforts were somewhat hampered by the presence of a wounded, murderous bear <laughs> in the area. The newspaper quotes forest office uh, forest official uh, Danur Jaya Mohapatra was saying Batara died on the spot. Yeah. After killing Batara, the bear did not move from the side of the road. Batara's body was well, recovered only after forest officials arrived and tranquilized the bear. Well, because it had food right there. You don't leave your food. Well, it's also injured. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, that's say true. it's injured, too. But now it's got food. A 2016 <laughs> study by researchers from Carnegie Mellon University um, uh, said India topped the list of countries with selfie-related deaths, with 76 deaths from March 2014 to September 2016. Mm. How many? 76. Oh, wow. In 2016, a teenager in India's Punjab state died when he accidentally shot himself while posing for a selfie oh. with a loaded gun. Uh, the sa- that same year, authorities in Mumbai established 16 no-selfie zones after a spike <laughs> no in selfie-related zone. deaths. <laughs> were, were they around cliffs, although, in roadways, selfies. no-selfies? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, se- uh, although setting up no-selfie zones is clearly just going to make them soft targets for bad guys with good iPhone with yes. iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, the one I was thinking of was you ever seen? I don't know if we have any in the U.S. I've never seen one in the U.S. But it's the it's a it's a like an open air zoo that you drive through. Like there's no fences. Animals oh, are yeah, fenced in. Uh, in Idaho, do they have got one? Bear World or whatever, okay. where it's just. I well, mean, it's it's gated, right? But well, yeah, you yeah. Just, but you, you drive, drive through the gates through and, and there's yeah, bears just yeah. around. Yeah. You don't get out of your car. Well, you shouldn't. You should get out of your car. <laughs> like they tell you, don't get out of your car. Well, this was idiot. A, this was a, a guy was taking cell phone video of the car in front of him, like going, "These fucking dumbasses." Uh-huh. This is over in Europe, someplace. So he didn't sound southern. He sounded more British. 
And this family with young kids gets out of their car and they walk up this hill. They're in cat world. Mm. So big cats like Well, these were uh, like like four uh leopards. Oh jeez. Mm. That were trying to eat the fucking babies out of the mom's arm. Oh my god. And they're go they're running back to the car and like I don't know if his mom or dad has a kid in his arm and he's like holding out his hand like stop. Stop. As he's walking backwards from the car, and the, and the leopard keeps leaping. The power of Christ compels yeah. you. The leopard keeps leaping at him. None of them got eaten. Uh-huh. But still, it's like, are you fucking leopards? I'm like, <laughs> there, there is probably a giant sign on this on the front of the park that says no selfie zone, <laughs> or should be. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but they had the dad had like an old like it looked like an old like VHS camcorder. He's fucking trying to tape these lions and shit with outside the car. Uh-huh. He couldn't stay in for this, and he he's like, "Oh, kids, check this out! Not only am I videotaping, but you can come out and join me." <laughs> he, he needs proof for his uh, Darwin Award oh, acceptance. <laughs> Dumb fucking humans. <laughs> he's making dad jokes on his. Hey, look! I've spotted a leopard, <laughs> and I think he has spotted us. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> he has. <laughs> Have you got something else for us? Shunt to warn that barbecue deodorant. <laughs> do you, should we should we call those guys? Who do you guys, guys want to? Uh, let's no? do it. You want to? Let's do it. You we don't haven't want to? done it in a while. I don't it's know. It's fun. Should we? Do, do you have an accent, Matt? Do you have something built up for this? Because you were the one that wanted to do it. I could do something. I you think. had you had the great one last time about your 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 woman not filling your desires. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this I, was, I think, episode like eleven or I twelve pull, when I we first pull started out, off. Uh, sexist Gino, sexist Gino. Should we do it for Patreon or should we do it for the regular show? Uh, I don't know. Dan doesn't seem to want to do it. Let's do it for Patreon. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, well, because I said we, I said there was another story attached to the pastor oh, yeah. thingy that oh, we'd talk okay. about yeah. in just a minute, and I kind of forgot, and then I remembered when we were talking. Well, it about has just been just break. a minute. Yeah. Well, as far as they know, we were talking about other stuff, but I, it, I remembered while we were chit chatting about other shit. Um, but so that, that, oh, yeah. Pastor was talking about, you know, their, their freedoms are being taken away all the time. And, uh, you know, you can find more information here and here. And it, and it led to a couple links. And they're specifically talking about California's, uh, AB 2943 which they're calling the most egregious, tone-deaf, and discriminatory example of anti-religious legislation that I have witnessed in all my years of ministry. Really? According to Sam Rodriguez, Reverend Reverend Dr. Samuel Rodriguez, president of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference, who said that the California bill seeking to ban material offering sexual orientation change advice is the worst example of anti-religious discrimination he has seen in his entire ministry. I figured he would have said that it was when they said blacks can now attend his church. That that was the worst thing he's ever seen in his life. No, he's not Mormon. Oh. <laughs> so 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 they're they're obviously very confused. Like they 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 think that they think that they should be able to just act any way they want. Yes. Right? And any laws any laws that that would disrupt their abilities to act however they want is going to be seen as religious pr- uh, prohibition of some sort. Yeah, yeah. If, if that if their religion were to say that you need to murder children, 
you know, for whatever reason or sacrifice a child however often. Well, we don't if even... we institute laws against that, that that would be, you know, religious persecution. Right. Even though even though the Constitution only specifies that it's the, r- the right to believe. Right. Not the right but to act. Yeah. You don't even have to go that far. Mm. People that believe that that tried to make that weed religion. Rastafarians? Not Rastafarian. There was one that was actually the sole purpose of the religion uh-huh. was to smoke weed. Oh, yeah? It was on that rel- uh, religiosity movie. Oh, okay. I think it's uh, ringing a, di- a faint bell, a tiny bell. But imagine that in the U.S. Yeah. And I'm saying, hey, it's my religious practice to smoke, to smoke weed, weed every day. Yeah. So you tell me it's illegal for me to smoke weed every day is an infringement on my religious freedom. Well, yeah, that's... So according to some to to some of these Christians, yeah, anything that they want to do, yeah, the where you tell them no, you can't do that. You 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 know you we, yeah, we need illegal. to protect. We need to. Yeah. The government is going to step in to protect children from the potential harms that this religious yeah. practice is is enforcing on these the defenseless children. Harms. That you can't do that, and so this California's AB twenty nine forty three is basically saying. Conversion therapy is bullshit. Yeah. And you can't do that to people. Yeah, and it's harmful. <laughs> and you can't you can't just round up people and put them through a torturous type of a, a, a therapeutic program because you want to change them. You can't you can't just do that. And yeah. they're saying we're being persecuted. But our religious teaching says we should be able to gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a South Park character. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the whole, but yeah, that's the whole deal. Like, we know the conversion therapy doesn't work yeah. and is harmful. And they're like, fuck it. We want to do it anyway because that's what our religion teaches we should be able to do. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you can't because it's harmful. But it's our religious right. Come on, man. Guys, be reasonable <laughs> here. Well, no, we are. You're the one who's being unreasonable. But it's my religion. It's <laughs> special because it's religion. No, that's not how it fucking works. We know that it's bad. Yeah. Mike Pence has has tried to distance himself from previous involvement with uh conversion therapy centers and and their ties to his religion because he knows that it's bad. Yeah. He knows that it's gotten this not it hasn't gotten a reputation. It earned a reputation as being harmful, demonstrably harmful for the people that were going through it. Especially those fucking camps. Yeah. Uh, those camps, which which camps? The re, like, not just like, hey, go see a doctor to, for religious conversion therapy. Basically, putting them in like a slave labor fucking camp oh, yeah. to say, hey, you better be straight, yeah. or we're gonna fucking whip you. We're gonna make you do hard work. My voice is starting to go. I think, um, yeah, but it's it's fucking terrible. And and telling you that you can't harm that you can't do something that is actively harming people is not infringing on your religious beliefs. It is protecting people from you harming them through your religious practices. Mm-hmm. It's a different fucking thing. And they don't seem to understand that. And I don't know how much more simply you can explain it to them that they would be able to understand it. Maybe if you said, No, God told me that your shit is fucking wrong and broken. Then they just say that God told them something different, I guess. Yeah, but why should they trust a heathenistic therapist that told them and did the studies that this this therapy is bad? Because that would be the better thing to do. Yeah, but they're a heathen. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. 
And they did a thing called science. And we all know science came from the devil. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Look at the words. If you do the math on the words, it says devil. It's up to Debo. Yep. Uh, that will wrap it up for us this evening. We're going to move into the Patreon portion here shortly, uh, where it sounds like we're going to make a prank call. Yeah. I think we should just tack that on to the end of the show. The, the prank call? Yeah. Or the what? Yeah. What? The call. Tack the, tack the who now? What? I think we, we should, just, we should just put the call as, just add that to the end of the show. The oh. regular part of the show. Okay. Cause then other, cause then everyone can hear it. Okay. All right. We can do that. All right. Uh, so we'll do something else for Patreon yeah. and well, I've got so many stories still that we, Oh, okay. Yeah. We, I need to go through some of them. Should we tease it? You want to tease any of them? Uh, sure. <laughs> I did that before and then we never got to like half of them. So oh, yeah. we, you'll just, it, you'll you know, have to you, tune into the Patreon. Yeah, you'll have I to, mean, they listen anyway. They're patrons. Yeah. You'll have, or, or you'll have to become a Patreon supporter to find out what we talked about. And, or you can read it in the show notes because I always put in the show notes. What we talked about during the Patreon portion. Mm-hmm. And I say patron, Patreon only or patrons only, whatever yeah. in the show notes, description, the stuff. Uh, but I want to thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Vanessa, Rob Otto, Michelle Short, Christy Kalbach, Numania, Alan Firth, Gaytheist, Larry Wilson. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dan. And what's the rest of it say? What? Oh, the next one's let them eat Kofefe. Oh. <laughs> okay. Why am I doing it all? Uh, <laughs> Steven Andrus. Jeff Peterson. Janet Uter. Marius Kot Butrakowski. Utah Outcasts. Tim Jacobson. Matt Tuller. Megan Kennedy. Andrew Vodopich. Brandy Hamrick, who I haven't seen on the Faces book for quite a while. Hmm. I think she took a little bit of a break uh. from social media, and I miss seeing her posts. So hopefully hmm. you're doing very well, Brandy. Uh, Jeremy Goodson. Angelica Person. Wes Aaron. Is it Pearson or Person? I said Person, but. I think it's Pearson. I think it's Pearson. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Is it my turn? Savid Akuna. Uh, uh, purple Dragon. And Taylor Grin. I don't know what order. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck it. Thank you all very much. I really appreciate your continued patronage of the show. If you would like to become a patron of the show and be able to hear the extended episodes, get early releases, bonus, bonus episodes that we do every now and then, some other stuff that we'll be doing in the future, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godless revolution, where you can sign up for as little as $1 per episode to hear extended episodes and get early releases. Uh, I, for the latest thing, for the bonus thing with Shannon, I put that out for our $2 and up patrons. Oh, I, I've been meaning to mention this for a little while now. I've been for some time now releasing our episodes out on Patreon and then saying that 90 days later it's available to the public. So if you're on the fence deciding, well, maybe I want to be a patron and maybe I don't, maybe I want to see what the content is like first. Well, you can go out and listen to some of our episodes that are i think i said it yeah so for the last for the past little while i've been setting episodes to be released to the public 90 days after i publish them out on patreon so you can go and listen to some past episodes and skip forward to the patreon section and see if you want to be a part of that or not and then you can maybe become a patreon supporter which would be awesome we'd appreciate it if you did and if not please like and share the show around wherever tweet at us Talk to us on our faces books. Send us an email. Call us at 33081 Rebel. 831 Rebel. 
<laughs> and leave us a message and we'll be happy to play it on the air uh, during one of our future episodes. But thank you all very, very much. And so until next week, crucify those feckers. <laughs> leave a review only after all the credits are done playing. And rate the show five times a day. I fucking didn't think of something to say. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Oh, shit. Did I say revolution? I mean revolution. Bloody Americans fucking up the language. You can edit that, right, Spike? Now I need to leave you where you'll be safe. Under the watchful eyes of God. And I'll be watching you too in case God's busy making tornadoes or not existing. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Okay, so we're calling, we're, we're making a prank call to 1888. Yeah, those passive aggressive billboards that are yeah, it's all the, over uh, the highway. Uh, yeah, if you die tonight, heaven or hell. It's the uh, Christian Aid Ministry and funded solely by supporters' donation. Funded, supported, but a. Okay. Yeah, wait. Way, way back years ago, we ended up calling Scientology on accident. Yeah, because they're 1 800 for truth. Uh, So, okay. I'm going to mute myself. Ryan's going to mute himself. This is is you, Mr. Matt. No, this is uh, Gino. Gino. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Calling. Maybe calling. Calling. Is it not letting you call because it's too many fucking numbers? Well, let's see. If I bet. Yep. I, uh, that should be fine. So okay. now, okay. Now okay. calling. Call with Hangouts. Hi, God. Let's get started by calling your... Oh, here we go. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Can you get the numbers? What? If you feel you have reached this recording in error... Please check the area code and the number and try your call again. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected. Maybe they've done gone out of business. I swear I still see them. If you feel you have reached this recording in error, I'm clicking on the website right now. And the number and try your call again. It's F O R, right? Yeah. What number did I dial? Let's make sure that that's correct. I'll make a phone call. New. And I want to call one eight eight eight. Well, eight 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 three six seven. Oh, eight five five. Oh, it's eight five five, not eight eight eight. Yeah, it's eight five uh, five. Eight five five Damn. for truth. One eight five five for truth. Okay, this should work this time. Okay, ready. Thank you for calling the toll-free number for gospelbillboards.org. Para Español, marque nueve. To speak with someone on our phone team about your questions or spiritual needs, press zero. To learn more about gospelbillboards.org, press one. To listen to brief explanations about our billboard messages, press two. Feeling lonely or discouraged? Press three. Which one shall we press? Probably zero. Zero? Okay, press zero. If you know the extension number of the phone team member you would like to speak with, you may dial it at any time. Otherwise, you may hold for the next available team member. This call may be recorded. Can't be that busy. Please listen to a brief explanation of truth while we connect your call. Oh, nice. Have you ever asked yourself these questions? 
Can I really know what is true? What will happen to me after I die? Good evening. This is Dean with Gospel Billboard. Yeah, how you doing there, Chief? I'm doing well, having a good evening. Oh, that's how good. Is, how's your evening? It's going all right. I just uh, just use guys to fix problems, right? Is that what's going on? Well, I help to point people to Jesus, who is the one that heals heals the problems and gets to the to the root issues. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, but, let me. Yeah. I'll tell you. I got a little story. Go I'll tell you what's going on. My wife. <clears throat> You know, we've been married two, three decades now, and uh, you know, it's her birthday just uh, just came up a little while ago. I went down to the underwear store, and you know, they got all the crotchless and edibles, whatever they got over there. But I couldn't find something. She's put on a little bit of weight. She's a little Italian lady, you know what I mean? She's like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say she's fat, but she's like, she's short. She's like five by five, you know what I mean? And I couldn't okay. find something right. to fit her anymore. And so I can't really tell her that she needs to lose weight because then it's rude. You know what I mean? So I'm just calling you guys to try to help me out with uh, get on some kind of program, uh, you know, fix it, fix, get it back the way it used to be. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, what I would encourage you to do, sir, um, is basically the advice that we find in, in the Bible. Um, and, you know... What it tells us there is, uh, husbands love your wives. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, the reason, the reason I'm saying that I, you know, we don't, we don't offer any kind of a diet plan or, uh, or a quick fix uh, like that. But, um, oh, it takes a long do, time for this thing. Do, I thought oh, I, I thought I could just call you guys and get something figured. I didn't know it was going to be a long-term deal. Oh, well, like I said, we tried to get to the, the root of the issue. Um, and, uh, we try to offer hard advice, which is usually where the, the real fix comes and what, what is the lasting solution? You know, she can go on a quick diet or, or, uh, something like that. Yeah. Quick diet. Which, that sounds uh, good. I'll take, I'll take that one. The quick diet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm afraid you'll have to look elsewhere. Um, you'll need to go to a, a fitness center or to a, um, Oh, a therapist or something like that for a quick fix. But, um, yeah, the other, the other solution is, is, uh, more of a long-term fix, uh, is, which is the one that we specialize in. So, uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the thing I saw on the billboard that's how I got your number. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That's the long-term plan. You what, what message, what message did you see on the billboard? Oh, it was the, uh, evidence for God. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, but right. but you guys answer questions, you help people out, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh -huh. that's why I thought it would uh -huh. be a good thing. Maybe I'd call you guys and see how I could get this problem solved, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, the reason I, you know, I started out the way I did about um loving your wife and uh and being the best kind of husband you can be for her is because that's going to motivate her to want to be the best best wife for you. Right, right. Uh, very likely she's not, she's not really going to, um, you know, you might be able to, to accomplish a little bit of good, but I doubt you'll be, um, you'll find any long-term or lasting solutions, um, where she's going to stay slim and trim like you want her to be, um, for, for very long. If she's not really, if you coax and persuade, um, without her really wanting to, you know, in other words, if you're the only, if you're the 
the horse pulling the cart and there's no uh, initiative on her part, you know. <laughs> and I I do love her, you know. That's but, uh, that's why I went to down to that that store, you know, get I mean, I was going to get a something with lace or whatever, but then, you know, with the the edibles and everything, something classy, you know what I mean? Right. Uh-huh. Cuz I love uh -huh. her. We've been together a long time. Uh-huh. Something real nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and those things are good, you know, to get her a to get her some kind of gift to um motivate her to want to be more of the kind of life physically or have the physical body that you want her to have is not necessarily bad. It's and, and it's not just me. I mean, she doesn't, I, she doesn't fit into them. You know what I mean? That's the problem. I bought them, but she doesn't fit them. <laughs> she, she used, that used so to be her size. Like I thought I had it figured out. For <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, you know, obviously I would say there's not much question. Um, that she knows what your what your likes are and your and your desire for her, what you want her to be, and um, and for her to come to the point of really wanting that um, is going to mean her feeling um, loved by you. You know, I've heard heard it said, and I think it's true that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Oh yeah, that's them. clever. Huh? That's good. And, uh, you know, she probably knows she's probably heard a lot of statistics from you about, um, health and, and the need to be, to be skinnier and whatever, you know, how healthy it is to be, but, um, and how that reduces or that, how that increases your lifespan. But, um, oh yeah, I'm always snapping off yeah, those stats, <laughs> regular encyclopedia, yeah, you know, knows. go ahead. Oh, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I try not to give her too hard of a time, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she probably, there's not much question. She knows what you, what you want for her. Um, but yeah, when she, when she wants it herself is when, uh, and she begins to work at it. Um, uh, that's, that's what you want. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that would be my advice, um, is to show her, um, the best kind of love and, and care and affection and, and encourage her, um, help her to believe that you know that that you really want the thing that you want is to be uh, there for her and care for her. And when, regardless how regardless how fat or skinny she is, that you're going to be there fat. for her. And when she knows that, I think that's going to motivate her to to want to be kind of wife that pleases and satisfies. Right. Right. Okay. Well, you sound like a nice guy, Chief. I th I think. We'll go with the long-term plan then. You, you sold me. <laughs> well, God bless you. And I, I wish you the best. And, um, yeah, I encourage you to, uh, also not just, uh, take my word for it, but, uh, to also look in the word of God, because that's where, that's where my advice comes from. That's the best place to look. And, uh, yeah. And in addition to that, um, I would also recommend, uh, our website, gospelbillboards.org. Um, there's a lot of good information there. Uh, audio messages, things like that. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the word of God is our source for, uh, for truth. And I recommend that to you. Hey, I appreciate oh, okay. you calling, um, uh, and, uh, and asking about that. And I wish you the best. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you. I'd be glad to, uh, and I'd, I'd be interested in, in, uh, in saying a word of prayer for you and for your wife. Uh, if you would, if you'd be into that, Oh, you, uh, care to. you know, sure. Couldn't hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you um, your wife's name? Yes, yeah, Vicky. Vicky. Okay. Yeah, blast sure. that skinny sure. prayer all over her. 
<laughs> okay, well, let's pray. Uh, Father in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that you have created us in your image. Thank you that you uh, created the institution of marriage as well, that um, you desire for husband and wife to have a, a lifelong relationship. And thank you, God, for the caller here tonight and for his wife, Vicki. Thank you for their marriage. I just pray, God, for your blessing on them. I just pray, God, that as you um, bless, I'm going to call him Mike here, for Mike as he um, as he seeks to show your love and, and affection to his wife, um, Lord, that you would uh, bless him with a heart of love and with a desire to do us best for her, help him to unselfishly serve her and to meet her needs uh, no matter what she does. And God, I, I pray that you would also create within her um, a desire to please to please Mike as well, help Vicky to to um, uh, desire and want to to be the best kind of wife she can be, and also to physically meet his uh, criteria and also his desires as well. Bless their marriage, Father. Most of all, that um, uh, you would help them to be the kind of uh, husband and wife you want them to be. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right. Well, hey, a, thank you very much. Do a real uh, quick swap enjoyed, with uh, all the mics for Gino, and then he'll know it's me, and then we got it right. Bingo. Nice job. <laughs> well, I'll, be, I'll, I'll continue to pray for you. Thank and you. I wish you the best. All righty. You take care. God bless you. Uh-huh, you too. Goodbye. Why did he all of a sudden start calling you Mike? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe his last call. I think I think he said I think he said Mikey or Mike. <laughs> Did I say that was my name? I don't think so. I don't know. I, like yeah, I, like he just started referring to you as Mike out of the blue. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> so I thought it was pretty interesting that like he never said, hey, maybe you should just you know talk to your wife, accept her as she accept is, accept her as yeah. she is, right. Be be kind and lo- he did it's, say be kind and loving whatever but yeah, but like never I, I hope she changes to please you well yeah that was like that she should please and satisfy you and like be fuck her needs physically or how desires. I want her yeah. yeah I I it is possible that he was doing the best he can with what he suspected was a prank call mm, yeah well, he seemed pretty sincere like he didn't. I mean, it it could he it laughed could go a few either times, way, though, yeah. and it, it could just be because it's a goofy call and it's yeah. unusual. Yeah, I wonder if he laughed uncomfortably about the edible underwear. Oh, maybe. <laughs> and I kept trying to go back to, <laughs> you know, something classy, something classy. <laughs> Get it at the dime store. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it would. It struck me that it was, you know, that she should please and satisfy you, right? And yeah. that that's the word of God. That the the word of God is that she should please and satisfy you. Mm-hmm. And then he made it a point to say, you know, thank you for blessing us with, uh, with marriage of a of, yeah. a, of a husband and wife. wife, right? And I thought, uh, well, what if, what if what if a gay person called and was mm-hmm. and had complaints about their spouse or partner? Like, yeah, you should add it in there. Oh, by the way, Vicky's got a dick, <laughs> <laughs> Dicky. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, that was. That was interesting. Maybe maybe we should uh, set up and plot out some different types of calls that we could make just to just to gauge the their response to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. See how they would respond to to somebody in a same sex marriage calling with with questions. 
Mm-hmm. Would they be supportive? Would they say, hey, no, you need to, why are you in a same-sex marriage? I'm sorry, you've got the wrong number. Like, you should, right. you, you're you're in a terrible relationship. You should end that. I wonder what would happen if we called the Church of Scientology again and told them we're on a podcast right now and would like to interview them. Oh, yeah, I wonder too. We'd have to be really prepared for it. I watched Going Clear like three times. <laughs> I've seen almost all of Tom Cruise's movies, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. I think I'm ready. <laughs> I love Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting though. I mm-hmm. I think that might be that might be interesting to think of some different types of calls. Maybe our listeners would would have some uh ideas on different types of calls that we could call into them with and see how they would respond and Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was reasonably fun. Yeah. So you, dear listener, send us a message or post that on our Facebook page or in the Godless Revolution community and let us know if we decide to call Church of Scientology or the or the For Truth people, the For Truth billboard campaign, what types of calls do you think would be interesting that would be a bit of a curveball for them to see how they handle it? That would be That would be fun.
So for for last week's episode, I ended up just calling it uh, Welcome to Season 5 because the recurring theme that you mentioned a couple times was death was too good for him. Oh, okay. And because I also talked about Joel, Tracy's stepdad, dying. Oh. <laughs> then, like, I was like, eh, I can't really use that one. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. 